0: what's up everybody welcome to game face episode 337 on sifted games at sifted.net i'm shane satterfield your host for the next couple hours of intense game discussion and alongside me are my co-hosts matt and luna kyle what's going on matt tail there she is (laughs) our little mascot luna how's your week been matt Pretty quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other than the wind yesterday. Yeah. Jesus it's nice. We actually people have been asking us this, but we the weather's nice again in LA. It's actually yeah. sunny yeah, it and very like it, nice. it's not going to rain for a long time. I think we're back, Matt.
1: Uh yeah, I think we're we're supposed to be good for a while. I hope yeah. so. It'll be nice to get some good weather consistently for a while here. It was um, the longest, the wettest stretch of time in los angeles since like the 80s or 70s Mm -hmm. or something like it's insane like once in a generation stuff yeah until next and i
0: live through it
1: (laughs) now now we wait for the snow to melt and central valley to flood to
0: flood for the whole basin to just flood
1: There's, like, lakes coming back that we drained in the 50s. Like, (laughs) it's like, we don't know what to do. Yeah, it's really crazy.
0: Yep. I hope you guys are having a good week so far. Hope you guys have had a great week so far. I'm sure a lot of you guys have been plowing through Resident Evil 4 Remake since we last met with you guys and talked about that in depth. Um... Been a little bit of a slow week for game releases. we got a couple we're going to talk with you guys oh, about yeah. today. But there's been big stories dropping this Anything week. And be a slow week after Resident Evil 4, though. Yeah, yeah. After the letdown. Now, even if there were really good games, it would be a disappointment
1: after playing RE4 yeah.
0: Remake. Um, but there have been some big stories breaking this week.
1: Um, and we're going to cover all those today. Um, a little surprised you didn't include the uh, Sonic Adventure murder <laughs> mystery game. Oh, we game. do. We do. It's we in do? Here. It's Is in that here. in
0: there? Yeah, yeah, it's in here. I don't see it. Well, you'll see where it ends up oh, okay. in the rundown. It's not separate. It's, oh, okay. in, it's inside another topic. Uh, so oh, anyway. I see
1: where that is. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so anyway, it was a little slow for game releases, but there's lots of big stories that went down this week, some of which are near and dear to Matt and I's hearts. So uh, we're gonna, I think it's going to be a good show for you guys today. Um, a couple things before we get going. Um, Pactor Factor. I know last week I was like, okay, get ready. We're going to put up questions for Pactor Factor. Look at our on our tab on YouTube... Well, as it turns out, Pactor decided to take an, imp- an impromptu vacation to Hawaii. <laughs> and, he, and he literally was just like, no, me and my wife and the kids were just going to go. All right good deal if you can get it exactly i was like totally cool man i'm like go have fun enjoy your vacation so no longer
1: has a party to plan
0: (laughs) look pactor has done so many awesome things for sifted like he can do whatever the hell he wants and i don't care uh but the truth is there's gonna be like a week and a half here where there's not a lot of pactor factor going through our channels uh just bear with us keep in mind you know pactor does do us a solid by doing the show here on sifted he doesn't have to do it and in fact, at his age, I'm probably he's probably to the point where he doesn't really want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he does do us a solid and he does us lots of favors to uh, keep sharing his, uh, his opinions with us. Um, so let's cut him a little bit of slack, let him have a nice vacation, and uh, we'll talk to him when he gets back. Update is now you need to look for a call out for questions for Pactor Factor beginning on like Monday of next week. Um, Because Pactor, we shoot on Wednesday. So I'll probably put up the call on Sunday. That'll give us a couple days for you guys to get your questions in before we shoot next Wednesday. So anyway, just want to let you know, it caught me off guard too. Um, But again, let him do whatever the heck he wants. Like he's taken very good care of us throughout the years here on Sifted and we appreciate him very much. So anyway, just a slight delay there. Um, Housekeeping, there's plenty of that again this week. Lots of little stories that are not worthy of full topics on Game Face that we're gonna discuss. The first being that the last of us part one for pc is a disaster matt Mm. like a disaster why do you think this happened
1: um i don't know it happens for a lot of the sony pc ports yeah iron galaxy is the studio behind the pc port of that's not what i
0: heard oh really
1: i heard this was internal no, it's Iron Galaxy. Iron Galaxy has a logo on it, but they didn't do it. Really? From what I, from what I was reading. Interesting. I don't know how if people are just making that up, but I, but I saw a lot of chatter about how uh, Iron Galaxy is getting blamed for this, but it was not them. Really? That's interesting. Because mm-hmm. it's a disaster. I watched a montage I yesterday. haven't bought it yet. That's how you know it's a disaster. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll, just, I'll wait for you to fix that in six months, I guess.
0: I watched a montage on YouTube um last night of the glitches and the bugs in it oh my gosh man yeah it is a mess like they say naughty dog is on record apologizing saying they're very sorry it seems to be intimating that it's all problems
1: with shaders a lot of shader stuff yeah but if
0: you watch the
1: the montage that i watched
0: <laughs> there was way more than that man but
1: like the funniest stuff is the shaders like when everybody's getting wet randomly during oh yeah they're dripped
0: running yeah. with sweat mm-hmm. literally sweat like pouring well, no it's not off sweat it's water bodies.
1: it's 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 the shaders for if they fall in water really yeah that's what it's, that's what that is <laughs> it or looks like the,
0: they're sweating like they ran yeah. a
1: marathon well it's a very intense scene yeah <laughs> but like no, it's, it's, that's the shader for if a character gets in water oh. and like it's or like the it's like when, pouring off their yeah. chins or when Joel gets uh turns black, like that's an alpha channel probably. yeah yeah, like, the, and like that happens tons of all the time in like game development like the, I also that's saw, one of the that's one of the fastest fixed bugs in any game by yeah. the way from my, what my developer friend. like yeah can we can we not have the character be in blackface like yeah. immediately, please well, I also saw um, Joel whose
0: head had completely disappeared that was funny, and his eyeballs are just floating in midair and mm-hmm. his mouth. His yep. eyeballs in his mouth are just floating in midair. Like. Yeah, well,
1: they're separate. Uh, they're separate objects. So. <laughs> it's so bad. I can't believe that they would release it in this state. Yeah, it feels like you could get away with delaying this one. Yes, it's not like it's. But maybe I mean, it's they really like people
0: are counting down the no. release date
1: to the PC version. Maybe they of the were last really month. locked into the um, the you know right after the show ended date or something. But it's yeah. like I can't imagine there's that many people that were you know that couldn't have waited another month or two.
0: It's like if Naughty Dog tells me that they're delaying something because it's not up to their standards, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I trust Naughty Dog. When it says something is up to their standards or not, I believe them. Let yeah. it, Delay it. No one's going to care. Everyone's going to be like, that's what you should do, Naughty Dog. That's how mm-hmm. your games are. When they I come mean, out, it's probably
1: not Naughty Dog's call. It's Sony's yeah. call. Well,
0: also, Iron Galaxy for sure worked on... Um, the Uncharted collection or they something? They did Uncharted,
1: and they did Horizon. And that also had they issues. Were problems, too.
0: Yeah. So, again, I all I know is what's reported, and reportedly, this is an Iron Galaxy's game.
1: That is not what I have seen okay. from anything. Like, Naughty Dog worked on this. This is a whole... That's, that's the, the reason Naughty Dog apologized and not Iron Galaxy. Interesting. Um, like, there's... I mean, Iron is probably in there because they did a lot of groundwork in terms of porting from the, from the platform, but it sounds like this was at least partially internal. Yeah. Um, and, again... You're still dealing with people that don't have experience porting to PC. And one of the biggest problems with PC is you do not really know what's going to happen until it meets the four million different hardware configurations right. out there. You know, it's, that is an
0: issue. It's hard. Yeah. yeah.
1: For sure. So
0: Swan Senpai says, it seems PC isn't a superior device anymore. Even RE4 has issues on PC. I mean, was it superior i mean ultimately
1: you Once generally it, get a better result yeah, PC? It, if everything is working properly yes the pc is generally the superior experience but you never know my can meal, you get it to that point yeah i mean How's my risk factor resident evil game? 4 has been fine on mine but i've seen tons of hitching problems and, and like on, on people talking about hitching problems and crash problems and the hair stuff doesn't work and there's bright lights everywhere when certain shaders are involved that was the other thing with uh, last of us was the shader compilation when you first start the game up was taking like an hour yeah or like half an hour yeah, which yeah. is you know, normally that's about it's behind the scenes a before, it get, a second. Yeah, yeah. before it gets to the the, the <laughs> yeah. title screen right it's 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 disaster it's crazy I mean, I mean look it'll be fixed it'll be fine in six months yeah and that'll be that but it's like yeah they really need to work on, on these these. I think the only PlayStation PC port that I think has hit um properly has been I think God of War was fine yeah. more or less Um
0: it's a bit of a black eye for Naughty Dog, but in the grand scheme of things, does it? I,
1: I mean, alter it's like my who trust cares. in the
0: studio, not really.
1: No, and I mean, it's, it's a, it's kind of a who cares thing outside yeah. of the few people that. You know, I would like to play this on PC with all the bells and whistles and stuff, but I can wait for that. Whatever. Yeah. Um. You know, it's funny to see some of the PC only players on there. It's like, ah, suck at PlayStation. Now you're not so special anymore. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but I played this a decade ago. Yeah. Like. <laughs>
0: there some stuff though like the widescreen support some of that stuff is pretty
1: cool so yeah
0: hopefully they get it to a good place and everybody on pc can enjoy it
1: does note that iron galaxy also did the pc port of arkham knight Mm. um oh wow i mean i was surprised that they brought them in for like horizon and those things when you know iron galaxy's track record whether or not they had anything to do with with this particular port yeah
0: not not stellar
1: yeah uh it's 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 an odd choice
0: It'll be interesting to see who ultimately does take the blame for this, yeah. and whether it hurts Iron Galaxy's business. or are no being Blue essentially Point. Essentially a porthouse. Yeah, they're no Blue Point. That's a good way to put it. Yep. Um, and now it's interesting because Blue Point probably should have done this, but I don't think and Blue Point doesn't really. Now Blue Point's doing do their own things. Like they're not just a Blue Point specializes
1: anymore. in remakes of things on this on basically similar platforms. Mm-hmm. They don't. I don't. I don't Go know if they'd be platform. any better at uh, PC Maybe. ports. Could be like, true. I think Days Gone was okay when it launched, more or less. Mm-hmm. But no one, no one talked about it because no one cared that Days Gone came to PC. Yep.
0: Um, Delfino 109 says Death Stranding also was pretty good. Uh, but Chugi- Kojima Productions did Yeah, Kojima did it themselves. that themselves. Yeah. yeah. And that makes Death a Death Stranding,
1: I mean, I don't like Death Stranding as a game very much. But I have, you, you, you run it on my, on my machine. And like, yeah, it runs real well. Like, it's, 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 that is a solid, solid port. Yeah. Obi-Wan
0: 9000 says, I have zero sympathy. Sony and Naughty Dog are multi-million dollar companies that can afford testing and quality assurance. They can. That's yep. true. They rush it because of the attention the TV show is getting. You're yep. probably right about that as
1: well. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I can think to not delay this. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no way you didn't know some of this was in there.
0: Yep. Yep. So, anyway, you may have to wait a little while for The Last of Us Part 1 to run well and play well Oh, yeah, well the, on the Spider-Mans
1: are very good. The Spider-Man yep. ports are great. They are. But they Who are does those? Nixies.
0: Oh, that's right. That studio that Sony bought. Everybody was like, what the hell is that studio? Where'd they come from? Mm -hmm. And that's...
1: No, they did a great job on both of those. They
0: did, yep. Uh, Also from PlayStation Land, sales for PlayStation VR 2 are in, Matt. Did Uh you see? I did not. (laughs) Hey,
1: well, there's not much to see because PlayStation... Keeping in mind, okay, so they originally were planning two million at launch, right? Launch window-ish. million launch window, okay. yeah. And then
0: they said, no, it's going to be 1 million. And Uh then Sony denied that. They're like, no, we didn't cut back production, blah, blah, blah. Well, as it turns out, in the launch window, PlayStation VR 2 sold 270,000 units.
1: Woof. And one of them's downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One sold just Matt Sparrowed all says. <laughs> an absolute waste of fucking money. Yeah.
0: Obi-Wan 9000, PSVR 2 bomb. It did bomb. I mean, yeah. even being nice, that it bombed.
1: And I was only looking for, forward to two games, and one of them sucked anyway. Right. I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed at Switchback.
0: What's going to happen?
1: It's going to sit on my counter for the next six months <laughs> no, until no, I remember no. it's there. And then I move it into a closet and don't think about it again until you bring it up a year from now. But like, oh, let's check in on the PSVR 2. And, and after one year, I'm like, all right, that's still in my closet. And that'll be the end of it. I didn't mean you, Matt. I meant like, what's, <laughs> what's PlayStation going to do? Oh, I don't care. Yeah.
0: I, I, mean, I mean, people care, though. I mean, there's still some people who might be interested in it's this. It's going
1: to disappear and they'll never mention it again. And it'll, that'll be that. Like, when do you think it'll, when do you think they'll give up? Like a year from now. Yeah? Just quietly stop talking about it. You think they'll go through one holiday season and they'll
0: see if it gets a Well, they're a never buff. making
1: another run. I'll bet you that. Yeah. Like, those two million units are Made. Are
0: it. Like, yeah. uh, that's
1: it. Like, so, ugh. Ugh. How does a company as successful as PlayStation... If they really want to do this, they could pivot and officially support PC. Mm-hmm. That would be the salvage move. I I,
0: I'd agree, and do it as quickly as you possibly yes, can,
1: because like, you you would sell these for PC. Like th- these are good headsets for five hundred for the bucks, amount of yeah. money you get for, and like they're all self-contained, no camera, no nothing. And those controllers are great. Like the problem is, it's a, then, good, it's a Mac- great piece of hardware. Yeah, but you need to. I, mean, I don't even know if that's possible. Like, what do you
0: do about the software? Because you're you'd have to port everything over to mm-hmm. PC. Well,
1: I don't. I think this is too much of an emergency. Thing. Like, Do you think you just make it work
0: with existing yes. VR games on PC? Yeah, you'd yeah. literally
1: just please get these out of our distribution warehouses. Yeah, like that's all. It'd be. it'd be literally clearing the shelves. Like, give it PC support. Let it play. You know, you don't, don't even worry. I mean, because you know, part of the point of this is to, like, you know, make it work as like a, a way to reason to have PlayStation Five, right? Because mm-hmm. it has good VR, yeah, but yeah. it's like that's not working. So in this case, maybe just like say, okay, here is a great headset for a reasonable price that you can use on anything. Go.
0: And do you keep developing your games internally?
1: Probably not. No? Unless you want to make them on PC as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a realm where that works. But I, just knowing Sony and the PlayStation division, it feels like once you hit a point where are like, oh, so to make this even remotely successful or worthwhile, we have to also support it as a PC device. I feel like as soon as you're no longer in direct support of PlayStation itself only you are less valuable to the PlayStation division. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they would be willing to do that as a long-term thing. I'm I'm thinking of, of doing that as, like, literally just a way to get these things out of your house. Yeah. You know? Like, to to have another reason for people to buy it. Because clearly people aren't interested in buying it for their PS5. Yeah. So maybe if you can kind of wiggle into that, that PC market a little bit, because there's definitely interest because people are already working on cracking it, I've seen I've seen more people say they'd be interested in having this for a PC headset than for who than buy for PlayStation owners who yeah. are excited to get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, anecdotally, yeah, same thing. Also, because it opens up this giant VR library yeah, on PC to yeah. put through, I mean, I would love to play some of the VR games I have already with that headset. I sure. think the problem, though, that kind There's of got to be some weird compatibility issues is that I
0: believe PlayStation is selling PlayStation VR, two at a huge loss.
1: That could be, yeah. And
0: so PlayStation may not be interested in even selling the units at a huge loss if they're not going to recoup money off of software mm-hmm. sales. Well at a
1: certain point you have to you cut know, your losses. You have to admit reality. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're not gonna sell these anyway.
0: Why so, do you why do you think that everybody knew that this was gonna happen but PlayStation?
1: I think they did, more or less, but there's a point where you hit the sunk cost fallacy and like you've thrown so much R and D money and so much work into this thing, it has to come out. Like you have to show why you spend all that budget, you have to try. Um, I mean, the other option, I guess, is to cut it all down and take it, as, write it down as a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sony doesn't do that. Typically, very often. not. You know. um, so yeah, I, th- I think at a certain point it was just inertia, and I think maybe they realize. I think if this had been the first PlayStation VR, as in like the first one never came out, and this was their first step into VR, it would have been more successful because you would have had more more concentrated software behind it. You would have had an amazing hardware thing to make their first impression but we all got burned on psvr1 me too i mean my experience with playstation vr1 pretty much ensured that there was no
0: way i was gonna buy playstation vr
1: i mean same except you know we're in a weird situation Mm -hmm. um if we weren't doing this show i would never touch that thing yeah and apparently a lot of people (laughs) agree with you So it is not looking pretty, people. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll keep seeing a little PSVR things pop up in their state of play periodically for the next year, but like... Price drop? Does that do anything? No course not like you'd have to drop it down like I mean, 300 the, bucks I mean probably. price drop would help but like what are you gonna play on this right. thing yeah it's just it's just their all their other peripheral shit again it's yeah. just where's the move toy move games where's the iToy games where's the PSP games beyond a certain point where's the? I mean yes I know the, the Vita, Vita games Vita, I know the Vita you know still had games for various things you know there's a lot of JRPGs and stuff, but Sony's actual support of their big heavy hitters disappeared after a almost year. almost immediately half. yeah like that was it yeah like and
0: that's why I got the Vita
1: Mm-hmm. I don't get handhelds to play console games on the go I know a no. lot of people do that for switch but that's not me or for Steam deck yeah but it's like no I want to play original stuff that I can't if I can't play it anywhere else I'll play it on handheld mm-hmm. and they stopped giving me that yeah you know, it became it became sort of like hey you want to play ps3 games on a tiny screen yeah. no yeah but like you know VR2 is going to be the same thing it's just like that initial everything that's in the pipeline right now will come out and that'll be that. Minority games brings up a good point. Resident Evil Four remake will be good for VR. It will. If they, I think they're working do on. It. I'm, I'm sure they are, but like, I, yeah. hope, I hope they still put that on PS5. God of Gamblers 33 says, "I got burned on PlayStation Vita." I mean,
0: there is yeah. a vocal minority of people who think Vita was just fine. Yeah. They're
1: insane and they're wrong, but they're mm-hmm. they exist. They like a very specific kind of thing.
0: Well, they like J- they like Japanese games. RPG if you were really into Japanese, a Japanese game. games, Those weird little things Vita you could only passable.
1: the weird little things you could only get on the on the online store, mm-hmm. like I mean that was robust, but it was just it was all very one Most note people and it don't wasn't care. yeah, it wasn't something that was going to break through anything outside of a very niche of a niche group. Yeah. Um the Vita is one of the dumbest things I've ever bought. Me, me too. It's, well, that and PlayStation VR and just one. Well, and just like PlayStation, PlayStation VR 2, the Vita is amazing hardware. It, it is. Was it was, certainly at the time. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Swan but the they didn't pop- fucking do anything with it. I have it. Vita game, Uncharted. I have, yeah. like, eight. I have eight or nine. Yeah. I have like I have Uncharted and um, that weird Shinobi uh, Tenchu game. Yeah, Shinobi yeah. Do Two. Uh, yeah. Shinobi Do Two. There was I, never a one. My here. games are weird that I have. Um, so I have I either. like the Persona ones. I have the East ones because I like the East games yeah. and they were only on that for a while on the yeah. PSP. Um, yeah, it's just like it's just like these weird little weird little games. I put it away, packed it up box I don't know where mine is. Like 3 it's, years ago
0: I have not re- like even some, thought It's somewhere about in my office. It <laughs> it's somewhere
1: in my office. I have my Vita games on the little shelf of all the failed PlayStation Yeah. Handheld th- <laughs> but um but I have no idea where the Vita is. Yeah.
0: Erebus Jones says it has no games. It was going to bomb. Um, and it costs a king's yeah. ransom. This is obviously when a bomb. Yeah, I mean we we obviously saw it. If you watched Game Face leading up to the launch of PlayStation VR two, we even when we first like, they announced it, we were like, what are they thinking? Mm-hmm. Why would you spend all that R and D on VR and blah blah blah? So we this is a case where I hope that we were wrong, but as it turns out, we weren't and we were right. And uh, it's not looking good. I mean, I would say maybe at the holidays there's a price drop for it if it continues down this path.
1: Maybe I don't know. The VR one didn't really drop much. No. Like didn't. they I think were there, just
0: like you know what we're just gonna i think there might be a floor
1: line. to like yeah. how low you can drop that because they probably they probably are already selling it a loss oh
0: yeah definitely I maybe the, by then the, cost the price i don't think you'll see now. an
1: official price drop you'll just see stores cut the price to get it out of their inventory mm-hmm.
0: yep so anyway future of playstation vr looking kind of bleak right now um next up we got some good news and this is also a, oddly enough a playstation related story final fantasy 16 went gold It is coming on June twenty second. There will be no delays. Not surprised after that demo that was made the rounds about Mm -hmm. a month and a half ago. It looked really polished and really finished. Plus, they said didn't they say back in like early twenty twenty two that it was already pretty much done? I thought they did.
1: they They said they were polishing.
0: Yeah, so they've been polishing this game for like over a year at this point, which is a good sign, people. That's exactly what you want. You want games to be feature complete. And then you want the developer to spend a year cleaning everything up, polishing it up, getting it exactly right for launch. I am really excited about this game. I haven't been this excited for a Final Fantasy map maybe since, like, Final Fantasy IX. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't think excited is the word I'd use, but I actually have hope this might be a good game for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, I am legitimately excited for it.
0: So, I mean, to
1: me, Devil May Cry action RPG, I'm in. Like I mean, the thing is, I don't particularly like Devil May Cry. Very oh, really? Much. So it it's not a selling point to me. No, oh, okay. But I'm it's with probably going to be three or four years, which is usually when it comes but out. But it's probably better than what we've been dealing with in the other Final Fantasy games. It's so. got to be better than the dude bro
0: thing from Final from Fantasy fifteen, 15. <laughs> and it's got to
1: be better than the half the half ass sort of like we we can't commit to action orb right. turn based thing in Final Fantasy seven remake.
0: Yeah, where they just um, go halfway on which each. Which
1: was really. I mean, I'm I'm ready for these to stop feeling like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. You you know, I'd agree just, with you. It's, that's a good way to put it. Like, like I know, I never liked navigating a menu in the middle of a real-time battle, and yeah. they've sort of constantly had that go on. You know, the, the, there's a period where, like, thirteen, where they were afraid to to break out of the turn-based mold, but they still kind of made it look actiony. And then, like, they did Final Fantasy 15, which is like, oh, it's gonna be an open-world action game, but also like the combat's really stiff and sort of weird. Oh, seven, well, we'll just have it slow down a lot, but it's still, but it's like. Just make a fucking... This this definitely is more like... I mean, I don't like Devil May Cry that much, but this definitely feels like the thing they've been flirting with for 20 years at this point. It
0: feels like they may have finally got there... Again, it don't took forget. the other
1: team to do it, it of course, yeah. because this
0: is the team. It took them bringing in people from the outside
1: as well. Yeah, outside, but also like this is the team. You know, after Final Fantasy VI, the Final Fantasy team kind of split into two, mm-hmm. and one direction you had Namora and those guys that did seven and eight and all those things, and these are the guys who went the other direction and did like the Iblis stuff and mm-hmm. uh, Final Fantasy Tactics eleven, and right? all that. Yeah, yeah, eleven. Some of them worked on eleven. Um, yeah. I think twelve as well. Like, and some of the team got fired and brought back whatever, but like. This this group, the people that are doing this, like this is the first mainline game they've worked on, other than 14, which a lot of people don't count because it's an MMO. Mm -hmm. But they, this is the first shot they've had in a long time, and like traditionally, they have come back with new ideas, uh, with being unafraid to, to tell a different kind of story. And like, if there's a shot at a good Final Fantasy for the first time in forever, this is it. I agree. Yeah,
0: I'm excited for it. Don't forget, it is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. You cannot get this on Xbox. Or PC, although my guess is eventually it will come to both. Um, But initially, I think it's at least a... Did we hear six months or something like that? But then they said something like there's no way we would get the PC version ready in six months anyway. Or It was something like
1: that. Yeah, this is a PlayStation exclusive for all intents and purposes. And for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, don't expect to see
0: it anytime soon if you're an Xbox uh, owner or a PC player. Um, Next up, this is a weird story. So Ark 2 was delayed. This game was supposed to come out... I didn't even know it was supposed to come out this year. It was actually supposed to come out last year, Matt. I mean, I knew that it was like they were flirting with it, but there was never a release date or anything. I think they're, this trailer maybe has 2022 in it. I think it does actually at did the it? end. Yeah. Um, obviously. St- obviously. Did anyone ever believe that when they
1: didn't even show any <laughs> fucking gameplay? Like,
0: Probably not. I mean, I don't think we did. I think we were skeptical of it right away. Um, but
1: now, not if only you got has- an actual game to show, you're not leaning on Vin Diesel that hard. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Like, I love you, Vin, but like,
0: yeah. Well, it was supposed. Then it was supposed to come out this year. Not only has it been delayed out of this year, Matt. It is now delayed until Q4 yeah,
1: that's a big
0: of one. 2024,
1: which probably means it's going to slip to
0: 2025.
1: Yeah. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> that's, I mean, that's giving yourselves giving yourselves a lot of leeway to get a game done.
1: Yeah, um, that that is a that is a big jump for something you claimed was going to be out this year.
0: But last year, last it was supposed year, to be out last well, yeah. year initially. It's insane. So, not only was Arc Two delayed, here's the really messed up part, Matt. They are killing Arc One. Mm-hmm. When this game comes out, they're taking down the servers for Arc 1. And they're going to make you rebuy Arc 1 with this new remastered version of Arc 1 for $45. Yeah,
1: the, the original, originally, I think that was supposed to be free. Yeah. Like a free upgrade to, to people who already own the game. Now, $45 for the
0: remastered version of the first Arc.
1: It sucks. It's, it's also, sucks because, like, a lot of kids play this game, too, and they yeah. not, can't necessarily afford that unless their parents, like, do it for them. I mean,
0: it's just crazy to take the game down. Just leave it up yeah why what why it sounds like they need
1: money i mean yeah because this game was delayed for yeah. three years or whatever so, you, you thought there was gonna be revenue coming in from this and it's yeah, not it's for not. another year or and more. now they're like what are we gonna do and
0: probably you're right probably initially Gouge the existing
1: fan base yeah, apparently. exactly yeah
0: and you're right a lot of them are kids all my nephews love arc love it and I'm like, oh, I really have problems like getting it going. Like the first they have no problems at all. They just chop that tree down, no problem. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was weird and hard to like get over the hump with. Not kids, man. They figured it out right away. It's amazing the stuff that some of my nephews nah, have built ridiculous. in
1: ARC. I loaded up a bunch of old Apple IIe games last week, and there was things where I'm like, I, I used to these games I used to play as a kid for hours and hours, and I used to be like walk through them with like no hits. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know how I figured that out. There were, you know, there was no internet. There was no instruction manual. It it just came on a disc. And I, I, you know, like my cousin gave me and I'm like, I don't know what this is. Let's see what it is. I'm like, I don't know how kids do that. We did it too. But now I do not have the patience for that. I think because I know that, uh, life is finite. Yeah. When you don't know that you're going to die one day, it's easy to sit there and just play the same Conan level over and over again.
0: Bunk Go says, gameplay is you hit big rocks into little rocks. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much how it works. Kids love it, though, for yeah, whatever Nothing
1: reason. in Ark is as cool as this scene. No. Like, none of this Nothing,
0: happened. yeah. I mean, this trailer is like, it's for a game I've never seen before, basically.
1: No, I'd love to play it, but it sure yeah. is in Ark too.
0: <laughs> I agree with you for sure. Uh, Barry Lomax says, one of my friends loves the first arc. This series is the king of delaying stuff. Yeah, it does tend to delay like it's DLC. It never really gets stuff out on time, unfortunately. Um, So yeah, if you're looking forward to arc two, you have a long, long wait before you're finally going to get a chance to check it out.
1: Playing it is just like, oh my God, nothing in in this whole thing. None of it makes sense. None of it feels good to play. It makes Warframe feel weighty. Yeah. And if you want to keep playing the first arc, you're going to have to pay for it again.
0: (laughs) Like... I, I mean, at I mean least, you're totally at least right. They, it, That's why. Like, yeah. they need money. They need revenue. I mean, at least
1: they've been giving away, basically giving the game. I mean, you could get that game for like three bucks on a couple of sales Yeah, wasn't it on sales. PlayStation
0: Plus one month, too? Yeah, like,
1: I mean, the, 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 every sale that the, the, the base game goes down to like five bucks with like an expansion included or yeah. something. It's like, it's not like people are paying huge money for it. Some, but A lot of people,
0: when it first came out, did pay full price. Yeah, it and was now, a full price
1: game back. But when when did that come out? Wasn't that, that like 10 years, years old or something? Yeah, it's like a decade old. It's old.
0: So. You're, but you're, so you're right, it was a long time ago they paid that money, but they still paid the money. And we just got all over Nintendo, or have been getting all over Nintendo for making us rebuy the same games over and over again. So I want to be an equal opportunity critic here, and hold everyone to the same standard if I can. It's not always feasible mm-hmm. to do that.
1: Big, the more problem, I think, and from what I've seen of people re- reacting to it, it's not even that they're going to charge for the remaster, it's that they said they weren't going to charge for the remaster, and now they are. Yeah. Like, there was going to be a free upgrade... Uh, Or at least a lot of the fans seem to think it was. I don't know if that was announced, but like, and now it's like, no, we want 45 bucks out of you because we need a revenue stream like yesterday. Yeah. So it's not great. It's
0: a shame. A couple more things before we get going into the show proper. Um, Xbox filed a controller patent or they've discovered an Xbox controller patent this week where the controller includes a touch screen that will let you access social media and your saves. So... I it's, can
1: already access my saves, and I do not want to access social media. Yeah. So. It's
0: like a VMU all over yeah. again, kind of. And the Except VM-
1: Godzilla's not in it, which makes it inferior.
0: Yeah. Well, the cool thing about the VMUs for Dreamcast was you could pop them out. Yeah. And you could actually take them, and it had a little D pad and a play button on as it. A little, yeah, play
1: little, as little, a little mini
0: games, like Tamagotchi stuff for Sonic yeah. on there.
1: Like. like I said, there's a Tamagotchi Godzilla game for the yeah. Japanese games. You could. Uh, there was a. Like Fantasy like Star Online had some things. Um, yeah. None of them were any good, but yeah. it was like it was. It was a it, they tried. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they all still work. I give them credit for that. Like yeah. all, all my old ones still work if you replace the replace the battery. Yeah. Um. Is this a good idea, Matt? Is this where controllers no. need to go? I remember those things already cost like a hundred bucks. Like I don't need I don't need paying for
0: a touch screen. I can't remember if it was the Switch or the PlayStation Five. There was like a fake mock-up video making the rounds. And the controller had a screen on it. That was
1: a PS5. PS5, Early PS5 controller. I remember when I saw that, I was like, that's kind of cool. But in the context of this, it doesn't sound good. No, it's just, I think even at the time I said, it's just another thing to break. Yeah. It's another thing to go wrong.
0: Any moving parts, that's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. It's like when they started making disk drive consoles instead of cartridge consoles. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, you have to send them in for repair a lot more often than you had to whenever they didn't have moving parts. So, that's a big part of building anything, is how many moving parts does it have. Because that basically increases the breakage rate on anything
1: yeah and you know more and more you know it's like the the wii u is the same issue you know that that screen if that something something happens that gamepad you're screwed you can't get them anymore (laughs) luna wants your attention no
0: (laughs) um and then the final story before we get into game phase 337 proper is um over the weekend a lot of press and influencers were able to check out the super mario brothers movie and they came out of the movie gushing. Uh, pretty much, I didn't. I don't know that I read a single impression of the movie that was even slightly critical.
1: Um, I saw some a lot of them that were like, "Oh, if you're a fan, you'll really love it." Which is social media influencer for you're not going to like this if you don't already like Mario. Oh, um, you got to read that stuff a certain way. Like the that all those premiere things are. Just, they just invite online people and and you know like fan site stuff and influencer people. People they know are going to. You like know, it or at least say or not that they like, like it. it. People are going to say what they want them, want them to say, yeah. so they get to stay on the list and go see the next one early because they're they're not there to give you an honest review. They're there to give you to get clout, right? Um, and then the the actual professional reviews came out uh, this that was morning. What I was getting at. and it's sitting at something like a forty five on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, whoops! <laughs> uh, i I mean, look. Like also, I'll say that like a lot of the, the professional critics have have their opinions. About Illuminations, yeah. the animation studio that did this, they do the Minions and Despicable Me and Sing and all that. They generally don't give they're, them the benefit I mean, of the doubt. Yeah, they're they're not. I mean, look, they aren't. They aren't particularly great movies with a whole lot to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your job is to watch movies and tell people what you think of them, I can understand why you'd come out of some of those movies and just be like, "Yep, that was a that was a movie. Yeah, you know, that's about it." Um, but like. Yeah, you know, I would. I, I guess a uh, very Gooster saying it, it's jumped up to four, fifty-four percent, which is still not great. Um, and that's, I mean, look, it's Mario. It's probably pretty bulletproof. I think. It, I think I have predicted for a long time this movie will make a billion dollars, and I think it still will because. Mm-hmm. Um, no nobody has to like it kids just have to want to see it over and over again and if there's one thing kids do want to do over and over again it's see illumination movies yeah. the minions movies did well despicable me 3 did well uh sing did obscenely well it like did, no yeah. it, that's just a bunch of animals singing for an hour <laughs> and a half kids um, love that stuff though. oh yeah like have you ever seen trolls world tour I know. It's incredibly not. I'm sure it's, it's terrible. It's incredibly not amazing. Yeah. But like, I know I have friends who their kids have watched that movie. No joke, a hundred something times. Wow. Like kids, just. I mean, I used to. I do mean, that kids too. like Barney. So. But yeah, but I mean, kids, <laughs> kids find whatever they find and they watch it over and over again. Just yeah, as like, I did it too. When I, I, was I, a kid. I wore out two tapes of The Mouse and His Child when I was two and three years old. And if you go back and watch The Mouse and His Child, which is one of those old, weird, dark 70s animated movies, uh, you're like, if your two-year-old is watching that over and over again, you should be worried. Like Watership Down. Yeah, it's similar things. <laughs> like, yeah, Ricky I can't believe, Ricky tikki tavi Ricky tikki tavi yeah. Hugo, Hugo the Hippo. Yeah. You want, you want to Charlotte's see, Web. You want to see, well, Charlotte's Web is a little less, but it's this it's dark mode moments yeah. but like but no like Mouse's Child is like basically like like Nietzschean nihilism oh, and like, like there's, a, there's a whole section that's a giant reference to Samuel Beckett's Endgame yeah. it's a play and like I'm like why is this in here it's yeah. like who is this for like it's so weird I mean so I go back and watch the stuff I watched
0: as a kid like when I was a kid I loved this cartoon called Top Cat
1: oh yeah I it's remember Top abysmal. Cat abysmal
0: like I go watch yeah. it now, I'm like, "What? How did I like that?" Hong Kong Fui was another favorite that oh I liked God. when I was hated, a kid. Hated Hong I Kong loved Foo-y. it, but I watch it now. It's the terrible. problem I had so. with
1: Hong Kong Fui is it was it was like when in the same shows like you know Hong Kong Fui ran like 15 minutes and it was it shared a show block with Godzilla, oh. the Hanna Barbera Godzilla <laughs> cartoon, and Hong Kong Fui was on a lot more than Godzilla because they made like 64 <laughs> right. Hong Kong Fui episodes yeah. and like. 20 Godzilla (laughs) so it would constantly (laughs) run on and I'd be sitting there through this Hong Kong fooey crap (laughs) waiting for Godzilla and sometimes Godzilla just didn't show up oh no (laughs) which is when you think about it is very thematically appropriate yeah because Godzilla doesn't show up every time but Like, I hated Hong Kong Fui because he wasn't Godzilla. That's basically what was happening there.
0: There was another show called The Banana Splits that yeah, I watched, I remember, I which were these people dressed as furries, basically. Yeah, I remember I that. I love that. And now I watch it. It's like a bad acid
1: trip. Yep. <laughs> a lot of that shit is like that.
0: It's really crazy.
1: It's, but if you, if you want, go watch Hugo, Hugo the Hippo, I'm sure, is on YouTube somewhere. Go watch that and, like, get through that to see. If you want to see a scene, there's a scene in the middle involving, like, food or drinking or gets drunk or something. Mm -hmm. If you want to see a scene that without any question was just people took drugs and animated it (laughs) Hugo the Hippo. Okay.
0: Check it out. Um, So anyway, I'll say this like I'm probably going to go see the Mario Brothers movie because I feel like we need to talk about it next week's show. But after these reviews, I probably if I didn't have to go see it, I probably wouldn't go see it Matt. Hmm.
1: I'm I'm gonna see it.
0: I mean, I've just said I'm gonna because yeah. I need to
1: to talk about it on the show. But if I didn't have to talk about it on the show after these mm. reviews, I probably wouldn't go see it, man. I'm still gonna see it. I would still see it anyway, just because um, I don't. I guess I don't really expect it to be amazing, but like I've I seen, did I've, until I've, I do Two done. hours ago, <laughs> I've seen the trailers. I mean, I've seen the trailers, and like I want to see that those worlds realized on the big screen. Yeah, I want to see that on a big screen because that animation's gorgeous. I agree. It's probably yeah. not. A good movie, yeah, but it's fun. I really thought it was going to be the one consistent. (laughs) Also, the one consistent thing through all of it is that Jack Black is amazing as Bowser. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm sure there'll be there'll be enough in there to to you know if you know the property. I mean, a lot of the critics are coming at this from like you know. I don't know i've films. never i don't even know what mario is i've maybe right. heard of super mario brothers once maybe yeah. i had to sit through the, yeah, the they're just evaluating maybe i just sit through the bob hoskins movie they're 30 years ago yeah. um so there'll be a little more to it than that but it's just like eh, whatever yeah um you know it, i it's it's it'll be fine and it's not going to affect its its income probably black sierra um,
0: says it's a stupid movie the question is is it entertaining i guess you're right
1: mm-hmm.
0: um minority games asked if we can do a spoiled for it maybe
1: if there's anything,
0: to we'll fo- get after into. we watch it, we'll decide whether we're going to do a spoiled for mm-hmm. it because it may not be worth it. Um, so yeah, a very gooser is asking, is that a Sid and Marty Croft thing? It was The banana splits with Sid and Marty Croft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I said bad a- bad acid trip, that probably keep your yeah. memory to Sid and Marty Croft. Um, so anyway, it's looking like the Super Mario Brothers movie it launches tomorrow. By the way, um, for everybody, so mm-hmm. you can go see it starting tomorrow night, or you can see it tonight at
1: midnight. Right. If you, if you want to do that,
0: I would definitely not do that now. <laughs> no. <laughs> After seeing the the real critics' reviews, uh, but anyway, it does start uh, tomorrow evening. Uh, pretty much, is it worldwide tomorrow? I think so. Yeah, uh, so you'll be able to check it out. Um, in fact, if you're watching
1: the archive of this, you Actually, can go watch it tonight. Yeah, the D and D movie has a weird like the D and D movie is coming out a month later at some places mm-hmm. around the world. But yeah, I think Mario's universal worldwide.
0: Yep. So there you go. That's it for today's housekeeping. Before we get going, I want to remind you that we are supported 100% by Patreon. If we don't make any money on Patreon, we don't make any money. So if you can, please head to Patreon.com/sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D without the E, and give us a pledge. If you pledge just four dollars a month, you get all our content early. Two dollars a month gets you Pactor Factor a week early. I think at this point, we're the lowest major gaming Patreon. I don't think anyone's still at four dollars. Uh, So we'd appreciate any help you can give us. And with that, we can thank people who are giving us help. No. Which is our sponsor, LS Cream. Luna. LS Cream is a fine cream liqueur created by fellow gamer and sifter, Stevens Charles. It's inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called Cray Mass and a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine and Spirit International Competition. Ellis Cream can be enjoyed on the rocks or as a mixer for drinks with its rich blend of fresh cream and neutral grain spirits with notes of coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's great in coffee or to make espresso martinis. To learn more, discover amazing drink recipes, or to track down your own bottle using a handy store locator, head to CreamLS.com. That's CreamLS.com. That's right, people. Head to CreamLS.com right now. Open up a tab on your browser if you're watching the stream at twitch.tv slash giftedgames and go to CreamLS.com and buy a bottle right now. Um, Mm -hmm. The fellow that we show in that ad is a fellow sifter a fellow gamer he's awesome support him if you can why would you support a liquor conglomerate when you can support one of us Mm -hmm. so head to creamls.com and get yourself a bottle or 10 and make it a party all right with that
1: luna was trying to use one of the light coverings as a scratching post that's why i told her no right (laughs) before we went to that i think she was looking for
0: something to play with actually it's pretty funny Uh, okay let's get on with game face Three I'm guessing this is no surprise to you that our lead story today is the death of the Electronic Entertainment Expo, commonly known as E3. I think it was two weeks ago in the Q&A, somebody asked you and I, after we found out Ubisoft was leaving, if E3 was dead. We said yes, we thought it was dead, Mm -hmm. and we were right. Here it was. And we were right. It is dead. And Matt, do you think it's dead for good, um, or do you think, that I think there's a chance that
1: it may I think it's dead as we back. know it. Like I'm sure I you know, the ESA claims it's not dead, only sleeping basically, mm-hmm. but like if they bring it back it'll be a completely completely different thing. Yeah. It'll be it'll be a weak ass Pax clone or something.
0: My big quest... Okay, well, maybe we should share the details first of what actually happened. So, like last week, Ubisoft said it was not going to be on the show floor. But, mm-hmm. however, it was going to do an E3 press conference right yeah, around the same E3 time. E3 around
1: the same We were still going to put out our thing we've already produced, yeah. basically. Like.
0: <laughs> we'll still put that up on YouTube for y'all. Um, and then... Um, This is after, already, we knew Xbox
1: wasn't going to be on the floor. I can can smell it just watching that (laughs) B-roll.
0: Yeah. And then Nintendo was kind of the last one to fall. And once Nintendo decided it wasn't going, I kind of knew it was over.
1: Yeah, once you have none of the big three on the floor, like, that's there's nothing left and
0: then ubisoft once it's set it said and then you don't realize it if you don't go to the show ubisoft literally takes up like a third yeah. of the of the floor in the UB one being
1: hall. gone is like what's left? La- it's a know. black hole and you got no bethesda because mike there which was Microsoft right next to now, ubisoft right like what does yeah. that hall look like then like nothing uh it looks like a dentist convention it really because that's the thing that's what they're going to replace it <laughs> which is what usually
0: happens during, yeah. at the la convention center um and so, once Ubisoft fell, then Matt and I knew it was pretty much
1: over. Um, also, like from what I've heard uh, internally, that like Ubi's just the first one to admit it.
0: Everybody else, was there not. was a
1: bunch of other, and a lot of, apparently a lot of the, the pulling out was regarding was related to the new organizer, uh, Reed Pop, who uh, nobody particularly wanted to deal with.
0: Which is weird because Reed Pop does packs. Yeah, and it's like great. I, it's, I Every it's, time I've been to PAX, I've had a great time.
1: Right, but you've never had to work it. That's true. And, I mean, I don't know how they, but the, I, the main thing that people don't like about Pop that I've heard is they do all of Disney's conventions, mm-hmm. and everybody hates it. Oh. Um, not attendees. I'm talking about people who have to work who with work. them, they have okay. to work the, the, the conventions. And that does seem to be the and problem here, is it? Supposedly, Lucasfilm tried to get out of their contract with them at some point for one of the celebrations and couldn't negotiate a replacement in time so i had to stick with it but they're not well liked mm-hmm. and their ceo stepped so why do you hire them in the
0: first place because
1: the- because they're one of the only games in town that can actually do it and they have connections all over the place and uh, uh, the ceo stepped down two days before this news broke i saw that certainly yeah. in in preparation yeah, for this he knew it was coming
0: i mean that's an epic failure yeah he be- he'd
1: Fox. been in the company with the company for 17 years wow like this is like this is a huge ball drop wow i mean yeah <laughs> I mean, it's it's about as big of a ball drop as you could have. Yep. I mean,
0: it's mind-boggling to me, Matt, that we can have things like PAX here in the U.S., but we can also have things like Gamescom over in Germany that are just gigantic.
1: Gamescom was built as a public event from the beginning. But right. That's the well, difference. Why
0: don't they just pivot to that for E3?
1: You're expecting some kind of agility out of the ESA? <laughs> I'm saying we should be able to expect that from
0: an organization that represents the gaming industry. They should be nimble enough to be able to be like, hey, look at this thing over in Europe that's doing gangbusters, literally destroying E3 as far as attendance and things are concerned. You should be able to emulate that in the United States. There's no reason why
1: you can't emulate that. I here. think I think the key reason why is because you don't need to because Gamescom exists. Because the thing is... So you have to go and, to Europe. That's a long yeah, ways. A cares? lot of money. Who cares? Like, I mean, I, mean, I, I I'm care. not I'm not saying I care about going to Europe. I'm saying you're not going to... Fuck it. Who cares? Like... Everything that happens at Gamescom, we hear about. Because everything is global now. There's no reason to do two of those in in the world. Period. To have them that close
0: together, I probably would agree with. Like, maybe... You need E3 and like, March or something, and then you do... But you, then you're bumping then up you against leave GDC. Then Gamescom at, like, the end of the year. But, but no one cares about GDC, Matt.
1: Developers do, and they have to yeah. be at both of them. But
0: if they're doing stuff for GDC, that code or whatever they do for and GDC
1: then, can go to E3. And then that pushes your demo development time for E3 into the, the fall and and Christmas era.
0: By the way, like, this footage is... It doesn't is, work. This footage is E3 2015 that we're seeing right now. Yeah. This was when it was still in its glory. Well...
1: This, I think yeah. I think it was starting to. to you, Everybody you, you was were still rolling, there. Xbox rolling. was still there. Yeah, but you were, you were starting to see the roll downhill at this point. Like people were starting to question why they were here anymore. Um, and then after that, everything went to hell. But you would definitely you were definitely over the hill. This uh, is, uh, is 2017 uh, we're seeing now. I couldn't find 2016. I don't know if I lost a file or what. Uh, this looks I like wanted to go cr- chronologically through them all, but. Um, this looks way more sparse but it might have just been the time you were there that I'm getting there yeah um, it, that's what it all
0: depends on what time you're walking in and generally I do get there really early for E3 just to kind of get in there before the crowds start mobbing um, so to me I can't understand why if you can do a show like Gamescom in Europe you can't do it in the US I agree you probably need to adjust the schedules a little I mean, bit the thing are so like stepping on each they other already do
1: though that's the thing it's like there's San Diego Comic Con there's LA Comic Con there's PA- the PAXes they're like this this niche is filled and E3 has never and will never be able to do it as well as those other things that have been built for the, from the ground up to do that because you're always going to have to put some kind of corporate interest first. And one of the appeals of E3 has always been how open everything is and how everything's shown for the first time and the access you might get. But that happened because the public wasn't allowed in. I see a lot of... And that's what I. What made E3 E3 cannot be transposed to a public event.
0: That's what I want to bring up. Actually, is I've seen a lot of people celebrating the death of E3 on social media and places like that. Why? Why would people celebrate it? Is it is it because E three was always like a gatekeeper thing where people couldn't get in and it was like exclusive and press and industry only? Do you think that there's like a negative sentiment among no, general my, players that they're just like f so. e three because they won't let me in? No,
1: most of the celebration I've seen is for people who don't have to go anymore.
0: Uh, that's not I'm not my.
1: I mean, all I saw was people crying about it being over on Facebook, like writing eulogies about no, it. I mean, people were like talking, but they're talking about an E three that. You know, basically stopped existing around the time you took that 2015 mm-hmm. footage. Yeah, you know. But still, I mean, that doesn't mean it can't be there. Can't happen again. <laughs> like it does, though, because it was a t- of its time. Like you can't recreate that. Well, because... Gamescom it, is of its time. It's the same thing, but, but no. They it, just it, but easily. Gamescom isn't the same thing. Gamescom is a giant, roiling mass of humanity that yeah. shows up basically in the form of San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. All the memories of E3 that people were sharing and eulogizing on Facebook because we have so many shared friends. Those are all very individual moments at specific locations that almost nobody who's attending this in this shot would have been able to get into.
0: I mean, I'll tell you how they can fix it. They could go to Vegas and put it in Vegas, where you have a bigger convention center so you can do something like a Gamescom, have that many people in there... And you have the added bonus of, holy shit, we're in Vegas for five days, which is a blast no matter when you go or what day of the week you're there. I
1: would would guarantee I would never go again.
0: Well, you wouldn't. Matt, you didn't go when it was in L.A., 20 minutes from your front door. You didn't even go on the floor like the last two years of E3. Yeah. Like, of course you're not going to go to fucking Vegas. I did did go. The people who are interested in going, they will be interested in going to Vegas and having fun for a few days while playing some awesome games.
1: No. (laughs) Why? Like, because it's not going to happen. Like there no one's gonna do that. You're saying no people won't enjoy it or no it's not gonna happen. I'm saying it's not gonna happen. Like there's no reason for a That's that where to E3 exist. started,
0: oddly enough. It yeah, was but, a part uh, of uh, CES. Yeah,
1: as an industry sh- industry meeting, basically. It was not a public show. Yeah. Like no But I, the I, point I,
0: is that we're getting at is you they need to pivot. So we're trying no, to they, figure they, out what they, is the pivot.
1: They, there is no pivot. They didn't pivot. It's over. It's done. I, I mean, think I think I there's mean, still you a need chance to save it. You're you, the, no, the extreme pivot. There isn't there's none the ESA is not capable of it
0: I think it could the and pivot I
1: think, the pivot is Jeff Keighley the pivot is summer games fest
0: I hate it I don't like something I don't games disagree
1: fest. with you I don't I, don't, I mean but it's, that's compared
0: it to E3 it sucks I don't care what anyone says well the
1: idea is that it would grow into something compare dude comparable. remember last
0: year summer game fest they had like a garage for right people to but go now, now games they games could
1: have the convention center
0: no they won't do you know how the budget you have to have for that one dollar uh, maybe if you lower and here's here's another if way keely
1: goes to the city of la and is like we will replace e3 if you give us that space for enough time yeah the city might do it the other way that they the continue. city's got nothing else to do here no one no one has booked out this space at that time yeah, yeah, of yeah. year because no it's been assumed it was there for yeah. 20 years that yeah. yeah no one else can get in at that time of june but
0: what if the esa just lowers the cost for boost space that's the everyone points to like oh they're gouging the public first because, of all first of all the one thing I've seen a lot is like, well, they're ripping off the publisher. Who cares? Why do you care about the publishers? The publishers are not your friends. Like, I, I mm. don't understand. Well, the, why only, there's this well, the only reason they care about people, like, oh, we got to root. For-. No, you don't root for the publishers. Well, they the only reason I care money. about that.
1: The only reason they care about that is that's what partially killed it. Like if they weren't trying to gouge the publishers, some of the publishers might still. No, be but there. these
0: people are are on the rock, like stumping for the publisher. Right, they're ripping off Nintendo. Well, like, sure, but you cannot, you cannot deny. Fuck, but you cannot ripping off Nintendo. Well, sure, but you cannot deny that the the ex- being cheap asses. Like, dude, these companies make a couple billion dollars a year in profit, and they think ten million dollars is going to break the effing bank. That's well, a joke. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's like a rounding error.
1: But they realize over time, uh, starting with you know EA, I think. They realize they don't need to spend that money. Like, that's money they can save for a $10 million ad campaign. Why do they
0: feel they need to spend it at Gamescom, then?
1: Because I don't think Gamescom costs that it much. It doesn't cost that much, but that's my point. The pivot can be the ESA. The other, and the other thing... Rock-bottom boost space Well, and the other thing costs. is that there is no real equivalent to that in Europe. Yeah. Like the no equivalent to E3 here. Well, there is though. There I mean, is at the same is in the same thing. But I'm talking about stuff like San Diego Comic Con and like large conventions. That's not for gaming though. Gaming is but like you tacked on thing st- that they nail on the side of Comic Con. Right, but it still reaches the same number of eyeballs.
0: I mean, it, it actually reaches more casual eyeballs. I would argue than E3 does because there's just San Diego people for who sure. Yes, like yeah.
1: but the problem. I mean, again. And we've been over Blair this. Carmenen we've been over says,
0: th- "Imagine Packer's parties in Vegas."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Holy moly! It would actually that would be bad. That would that it would get messy. Think you think things would, like things wouldn't happen the next I day. I mean, don't forget, like, Matt,
0: that was it the last one, and I'm not going to name names, but there was a person from the industry who got drunk and was sitting out on the window, on the ledge, window ledge, like yeah. basically threatening to kill himself.
1: Yep. Yeah, that and was, that
0: was in L.A. So imagine LA. what happens in Vegas.
1: Well, I'm just picturing there's certain people who attend that party that we both know that I'm like, okay, now we're in a city where there are strip clubs yeah. everywhere <laughs> and casinos in those strip clubs. I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine 4 a.m. after Pactor's party in in Vegas with yeah. certain with certain parties.
0: Yeah, um, Swan Senpai is asking like how much time and effort it takes away from developing a game to make the E3 demos. But here's the thing. Back then, a while ago, it used to be a big deal. Because you're right. You'd have to set up this mm. team to make this demo. But now... No, they still you're do You're just that. making demos because that's what you do. You put demos up on the PlayStation well, Store. Well, some,
1: some games do. Most of them do not. Um, eh, now, those
0: big games end up getting either a beta or a demo most, these days. And
1: also, a lot of those games, the the thing you show at E3 is absolutely not the demo you give the public. That's true. Like, yeah. it's, it's another... I mean, every developer I know... And They'll let they us talk play more to about this stuff because they know right. they
0: know that we understand. That Every developer
1: I know I've talked to about about this in the last week has been like, I the, like everyone is over the moon that we don't have to waste a whole group of people making yeah. a demo for this anymore. Yeah, I'm like, and the only thing anybody's even mad about is that they didn't find out sooner, so yeah. they could because they just they shunted all their demo people back onto their main team, and they're like, we're gonna finish this game three weeks earlier now because we don't have to make that demo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you want? You want to you want to look at somebody talk about how they touched a game in L.A. or do you want to play a game earlier? Yeah, like this is going to speed things up and make the games better in some regards. And you're going to get you're probably going to be more likely to get that demo that isn't at E3, the demo made for the public, put up online for you to play yourself. Maybe like you know I have I can't disagree uh, to some degree with Steph Sterling from the Jimquisition this week where they said. Um, you know they they were very adamant years and years ago about not having to go to E3 to still do their job. Uh, and their editor now I guess called a couple of years ago and was like, "Yeah, you were right. Like we didn't need to. You know, you, you can get more done with with reliable Wi Fi given what you need to do." <laughs> yeah. And they're like, it, "It was just the absurdity." And look, I get that 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 Sterling is not a you know he, he, Sterling's not a party person. Sterling's not someone who goes around he's and not a to go later, guy, like not a social social really. person. Yeah, but like you. They're like, yeah, I I would, I, it would it was so absurd to me that I'm sitting here. I waited around and made an appointment and did all this stuff to play this game. And all these people are in line to play this game. And we're all going to be playing the same game in like three months. Who cares? Like we can we can report the same thing if we sit down with a you know with, with a with a touring demo that they do or something they send us or preview code they send on a disc like the same th- you know and the, pro- the the advantage of e3 for years and years was that everyone was there the press was there the Mm -hmm. mainstream press was there like this was where you know we used to go that's the other big thing about this like we used to go back to our footage and our like experiences at e3 back in you know the 2000s we'd go back to that over and over and over again you know just in terms of talking about or in terms of 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 using it as b-roll or whatever when it came time to preview these games like the footage we got from some of those on stage live demos we would use those in preview i mean i do that until the release of the game
0: this b-roll a billion times, yeah. But like <laughs> a billion times, all of it, every year of E3, we've used every piece of B-roll from E3, but over and over and over, over, and over again. Yeah, we but, won't be using it anymore. But now, oh, <laughs> well, yeah,
1: until until we talk about how it's not happening again next year. <laughs> but over and over again, like you see that, like you get the same attention and same results from just putting stuff up like the Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo... I don't know that there's a way to really measure that because you're you're just assuming that like. It wouldn't grow more if they actually had
0: E3. You're, the industry's doing fine, I agree, but it, you don't know if it could be doing even better if they actually had
1: the show. I mean, no in, way to in know. another world where the ESA is competent, I suppose yeah. that could have happened, but this was <laughs> inevitable. This was The writing for this was on the wall when you were taking this footage, yeah. and you didn't believe me, but I was like, this is going away eventually because it's not worth it. It doesn't – It's no way. there's no way to cut through the noise. It was also different. You know 15 20 years ago when the industry was smaller and you know not all, everything was happening all the time mm-hmm. and you could you know there was a time when the witcher was like this little thing somebody found in the corner of the bioware booth yeah. and i was like what is this what is this random polish man demoing this game i've never heard of with a weird name and all of a sudden everyone's like talking about this witcher thing like that doesn't happen anymore yeah. Like you can't find things like that well
0: anymore. here's here's the other thing too is that like pax even comic-con they don't get on national tv no. E3 did,
1: does, would. But and increasingly, like, they realized it didn't matter. I mean, I certainly know a couple of the, the PR people. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't matter in the end. Because, yes, you get coverage from CNN. But nobody remembers that six months later when you're running your ads on the NFL game anyway. Like, uh, it doesn't. Nobody. That. I have never met, run into a casual person who doesn't already know what E3 is who knew any of that. Oh, big ideas, though. Like, the you debut the Wii. People remember that.
0: They're like, oh, there's a console with motion controls now? You debut the Switch. Oh, it's a console that plays as a handheld? And a console, and you put it in this dock. People remember that stuff. You man. Debut the they P- don't remember like you debut the PS Five Dragon Age CNN- Four. They don't remember stuff like well, that. They remember that. the
1: big stuff. But PS Five got demo, but got was not at E Three, and all the mainstream media covered it anyway. Yeah,
0: but PS Five is just like it's not. There's nothing special about it. It's just a more powerful console. It doesn't have like a unique selling proposition like some of the other stuff that does hit in mainstream when you show it to people. So it's like, for instance, when the Wii came out, like. We had a PR firm at Game Trailers who would always book me on stuff. Like, that's how I got on ESPN, and I argued with Terrell Soggs. Like, they were always out, like, pitching me. When the Wii came out, I couldn't keep up with all the local LA TV stations who wanted to bring me in to to demo the Wii. In fact, Nintendo sent me a Wii before they sent it out to the rest of the press because I was like, look, I have five TV stations in LA that want to see this. And they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we'll send you one. And And it was so dumb. They sent me one, I did the local LA like news station tour, and then I had to send it back, and then I got my Wii like two days later. Yeah. It was so ridiculous. Right, but the but the Wii But the point was, Nintendo was like when I told them I had booked this stuff, they were like, hot damn, we're all over it. They at least back then, yeah, it was they definitely cared about TV coverage.
1: It was two thousand six. But people care because you reach people that aren't gonna watch the Switch didn't need Jeff it.
0: Keighley's stream and they aren't gonna watch game Face. The
1: Switch didn't need it. Didn't need what? The E3 reveal.
0: How do you know that because
1: it wasn't revealed at e3
0: but i mean you don't again you don't know if it would have done even better even how could it have done any better well, it sold out i mean anything that sells out it's
1: like the ps5 they couldn't make them fast enough the, the thing we won't ever know about ps5 is how many they would have sold if the chip shortage hadn't, right. hadn't and happened we don't
0: know how many Wii's they could have sold in the first year if they had their production issues sorted out it's the same thing so veritas
1: makes a great point none of this generation was unveiled at e3 yeah and it's fine yeah yeah, because it can't be once, P- back once for them. Sony dropped out and PS Five happened anyway, and was not a. It, it doesn't matter. Like it, it, it none of it mattered. It, so, no convention matters then,
0: not really. ever again.
1: No convention ever matters. There's no point this, well, ever having well, conventions. Well, again. All these
0: gigantic buildings that they've built, they should just sit empty for eternity. Now, They're, that's it. The conventions
1: don't matter. Well, convention There's no point to them. Con- conventions aren't for this. This is not a convention. It's an expo. It is. It was a convention. This last few years, when it let general well, they, yeah and that was one of the things that killed it because that's not what it was supposed I mean, to be you,
0: you're looking at this b-roll there's not a lack of people there matt
1: no it's freaking mobbed, well, <laughs> like, a, lot it of this, mobbed a lot of those people have to be there
0: <laughs> well they want to
1: be there they don't have to be a there. lot of those people are there for their jobs yeah
0: but they want to be there that's why they have those jobs they've got in the industry because this is exciting to them it's exciting to me it's not to you anymore. That's fine. It still is to me. Well, I still like going into a room well, and seeing my
1: industry going blah. Well, apparently, this is our industry. Deal with it. Like, well, apparently, it's not very exciting to anybody anymore because they're not going. Who's not going? Uh, if why? Why are they? Why they are sold these, out their tickets? Every why are these companies? The why are in? these companies not going then? If he, it's so important, why did Ubisoft pull out? If if this is so important, because they're cheap AF. That's why. Okay, they are, dude. They're
0: they're equivalent over $10 million.
1: Are they still going to Gamescom?
0: Because it's a million dollars instead of $10 million. It's cheaper. It's all about money. That's all it is. If you talk to any of these people, mm-hmm. PR people that I talk to, it's straight cash, homie. That's it. There's no other bullshit that they're thinking about. It's mm-hmm. all money. That's it. And they, That's why and they why
1: left. And why don't they feel like they're getting their money's worth from it?
0: I don't know. Because they think the internet, it doesn't make a difference. You can watch it. I know. Year. You can watch a YouTube stream and it's the same thing. I don't agree because with that.
1: I know why they're doing it. And they, could, they, some of them have said. Because they don't believe giving that kind of money to the ESA does them any good.
0: Well, the, if the ESA, honest. The ESA
1: is was gouging them for years. Sure. I agree
0: with that a thousand percent. But if the they're ESA over-target. was
1: a more worthwhile organization. You mean I as far think, as lobbying
0: and things yeah, like that? Yeah, in terms
1: that? of doing what they say they're supposed to do. See, I they, think that you, would be a less of an I mean, yes, they are gouging. You should not be paying $10 million to compete with other companies to get your booth space. Yeah. But like... Part a big part of the problem is that the ESA is what the ESA is, and in the same vein that they, as you say, w- have not pivoted properly on what this needed to become. Uh, the companies also don't think that when they throw all this money, because this is largely where the ESA gets its funding every this year. This is the last ever Xbox booth at E3, right here. This is it? Mm. Let's see. Let's see the Forza. <laughs> Let's see the Gears. Exactly. Let's see the Halo. <laughs> Back
0: then, that there it is. Yeah. Forza Seven. <laughs> Playing. So what
1: is what is this twenty? 20- and 15? look,
0: and someone just out, just points out, Ubisoft is going broke. He's right. Yeah. Like, they are absolutely all about the money right now. They're
1: and, in deep And yet, trash. the ESA wouldn't cut them a break to come <laughs> to the most important gaming event of the year.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they, they don't
1: want Ubisoft
0: at their fucking thing? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they weren't willing to work deals with anybody, but now they're left holding the bag, and so now yeah. maybe they reconsider... The other thing, too, is that you got to remember... But if you reconsider next year, how do you do that? are already paying the ESA. They have to pay dues every year. Right. So one thing that Pactor brought up when someone asked him about this was that they're like, oh, if the E3 goes away, will the ESA go away? He's like, no. No. They still are going to pay their member dues. There's still going to be a lobbying, lobbying part of the ESA that's going to go to Washington and try to make sure they're not outlawing games through legislation and blah, blah, blah. So they're still paying the ESA. They just don't want this extra charge in the middle of June um, because apparently they feel that it's not worth the investment that they're putting into it and i disagree with that i just think it is so um it sucks i've literally the reason i'm in this industry is because of e3 i'm not exaggerating like the first time i saw e3 i was like i need to go there and that was what got me so excited that i was like you know what look at this industry blowing up i was again i've said this before i was like do i want to be a sports journalist or do i want to cover games And I was like, covering games would be really dumb, even though I was running a fan site while I was in college. But once I saw E3, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the next thing. And that's why I'm in this industry is the mm-hmm. E3. So I certainly have a more emotional attachment to the show than probably the average person does, without a doubt. I mean, this I'm willing was, to admit that
1: this is what I. You know, I went to the E3. I went to E3 twice before I had a job, a mm-hmm. real job. Yeah, in the, you know, I went I've been, once. I've been to twenty one. I've been to twenty one of these things. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the only people I know who's been to more of them than I have. Yeah. But like, there's a point at which it stopped being that. And I could see it very clearly stop being that like that that, that mecca kind of thing that mm-hmm. that Super Bowl of the, the sojourn year. the yeah the, the journey that you make it. There's a point where you know, and you started to see it even in the early 2010s, but you really started to see it in the mid 2010s, where like, oh, there's a desperation here, mm-hmm. and more and more, all the real shit is happening off site, mm-hmm. all the real stuff. So there are already
0: like breakout events, yeah, like breakout downtown, but
1: it's like. There were people, you know, the people who used to be the movers and shakers or were still the movers, they would never go to the convention center. They Mm -hmm. were all doing business in the Marriott. They were all doing business in their own section where the Xbox had their own theater across the street. It was just not. The same, you know it was not the con- it was not the 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 conglomeration of the whole industry where you could walk th- across the floor and just like oh my god there's Yuji Naka. there's yeah well now you definitely wouldn't see Yuji- <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> he'll be beaming in he'll be zooming it, in it, from it, prison <laughs> maybe with the you recognize him from the ankle uh, yeah. ankle bracelet but um uh, or like Miyamoto's there like Will Wright's just sitting there looking at this thing. Like, you know, it was it's not that anymore it be- and and once they let the public in it was over yeah because well that was them like them recognizing sure that they was, needed to change well, sure but they didn't change they just started it really letting wasn't the public any in different, and yeah. i had been <laughs> the public and even back then when you could go in you know, we snuck our way in we actually lied our way in for 2 years and yeah. like um, it was not a great experience. It was a great experience in the sense that like, oh my God, we're here. Yeah. This thing we've read about in magazines forever because you, I mean, back then you didn't even get video of this thing. Yeah. Like, no, it was never anything. It's hard but to like, dig up video of the really old E3s. Yeah. Like really hard. But like, but you know, and we'd sit and wait in line for like the Wave Bird ra- raffle and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's like, like, that's gone. Like, I mean, because now, like, you know, you, the, 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 the show did change in the sense that, like, they adapted to how many people were coming in. So the demos either got shorter or the, everything went closed. I mean, the amount of stuff that went closed doors starting in 2010 was absurd. Mm-hmm. Like you you if you there was a point in the early 2010s where I sort of looked around and realized like if I didn't have my press so pass. many pr- press pass and all my friends in PR, I wouldn't have gotten to see anything this You'd year. You'd see like
0: two or three things in yeah. a day
1: cuz the lines were so long. Lines were so yeah. long and a lot of the stuff you want to see you just couldn't.
0: Most people just went there to get the free swag. But then that went away. Too. Yeah. Like towards that, the end, they even started cutting back on long that.
1: Gone is the, <laughs> long gone is the day when I got a free wave bird at E3. Yeah, yeah. Like that is a very different world. Yeah. And like, so I I understand that uh, kind of that emotional attachment in that sense. But it's like, to me, like who never, I, well, look, I don't have a whole lot of emotion. Like a whole lot. I don't have a lot of sentimentalism when it comes to like, you know, industry stuff of any industry, even the movies, which are maybe the, the main thing I love the most. Um, like there came a time where I'm like, okay, the 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 show, the expo I love so much, has been gone for a while, mm-hmm. and I, maybe I didn't recognize it early on enough because I was too busy working those live productions for G4 every year. Because yeah. when you're in the middle of that, yeah, you don't, you don't really have time to see the. <laughs> yeah. And then after G4 shut down, I started going sort of you know on my own or for smaller sites or you know for, I went for IGN I think in 2019, mm-hmm. which was d- very interesting, just you know r- running around with the camera crew again. But I was not the producer. I was sort of the editorial person. Right. And I ha- all the producers were maybe born around the time <laughs> I went to my first E3. And they're, all, they're like, well, I we got to go to yeah. Nintendo. I'm like, oh, it's over there. And Nintendo's over here. And they're like, you know where it is? Because yeah. like, they're all pulling their maps up. I'm like, yeah, it's always in the same Like, So I, part of my job was like tour guide yeah. I, was, I was like well, okay they're like where's the booth for this i'm like come with me yeah I, go, I know exactly and where i'm it's... like and at a certain point where's I'm like, the
0: bathroom you can go where there will be nobody right. in I'm the like, bathroom here's where you go up
1: here it's upstairs you <laughs> and there's a point where i was like can i just see the list of things because we've crossed halls three times now and i bet i can organize these Way so we don't better. need to keep going back and forth <laughs> as many times um yeah but it's just, yeah it just became a very different situation and um, you know, it's not like we're not used to navigating crazy crowds. Because even when it wasn't as it's crowded, part of the job, even yeah. when it wasn't like super crowded as it was, it became like we were the ones with the giant uh, camera carts. Yeah, you know, we were the like Pushing it, it was basically now us, you don't
0: need all that stuff. It was like
1: us and Vic Lucas with camera carts the size of these tables yeah. with like all like these giant <laughs> Betacam tapes. And now I remember the one. I remember the year where I don't remember which year it was, but I remember the year where I realized that everybody around me had monopods and the little digital camera things. on Yeah. It was, it was probably 2007, 2008, because the smartphones weren't ubiquitous yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of a sudden, I was like, everybody's got a camera. Because
0: game trailers started shooting off screens. Yeah. And we would like rig up mics on the speakers, and we would just shoot. Like they wouldn't give you B roll. Mm-hmm. Some games, we would just shoot it off the screens. And once we started doing yeah. that and started doing big numbers, everybody started doing. And yeah. that's when everybody that got was the that was the pong. Metal Gear
1: Solid Three trailer. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Because they wouldn't give anybody it to it, to, and so everybody competed to get shoot it off the screen and get the best one. And I'm pretty sure Game Trailers got the best one. Yeah,
0: we, we were pioneers at covering conventions too. Like. Okay maybe it
1: wasn't maybe it was 4 yeah i think we, it was 4 we figured
0: everything out man cuz you were you were
1: still at G4 when 3 came out cuz you reviewed yeah, it i was yep yep so yeah all that was i mean the comp- the competition to get actual tape right from, from, from square usually yeah. square wouldn't give websites their fucking b-roll so they'd dumb. only give it to us and vic lucas because we were television and they thought the resolution was better and man, it it, drove IGN imagine that it, well, imagine that like it
0: drove ign crazy there
1: was oh ign hated that like <laughs> and there was a time when it's like like it was like yeah, yeah. 480i baby like yeah. standard definition you can't even get because that was when video was a postage stamp yeah it took game trailers to change that it did honestly yeah so I'm, it was another- always so weird to me that ign didn't put more effort into, they could have gotten there first. Well, they did.
0: They could. Yeah, they, po- they ended up poaching
1: our people to try to get right. us, catch up with us. but they could have done yeah. that first. They, 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 yeah. they That was their wheelhouse completely. And they were? It was so weird. I, I don't want to get into that. No, no that's I, a whole also, different I might say some things were a whole different story. But, like, <laughs> it was always so weird to me that yeah. game trailers got there first. I mean, not yeah. not weird that, like, you figured it out, but it was, like, weird to me that, like, there were, at least, there were at least three yeah. other sites that could have done that first and just didn't. That had way more resources than us
0: and everything. We just went for it, man. And that we was, to me, I mean, to me, yeah. that was one of the big frustrations
1: <laughs> near yeah. the end of G4, where there were so many different places, especially live streaming, where we could have pivoted and done something different, and just they wouldn't. And it kept making me think of back when no one would go for the expense of making the bigger resolution, the higher quality video, and game trailers did, and they blew up.
0: Well, that's what kills you, though, is if you won't go with... So, for example... The reason game trailers eventually died was because we couldn't go on YouTube. Right. YouTube was the next paradigm shift. Viacom was suing YouTube. They're like, don't you dare do anything with YouTube, and it killed us. Yeah. Like, So, you know, <laughs> we rode a wave to go to prominence and to have a meteoric rise, but then ultimately the mm-hmm. same things that we used to our advantage to beat the other guys – six years earlier seven years earlier with what killed us in the end yep.
1: so it's just like pretty much and it's kind of the same things happening with the esa here where it's like they could have changed this to be a more digital friendly convention they could have yeah. changed this to be a actual convention that could work sort of like how blizzcon does where you can get a digital ticket mm-hmm. and get some cool shit you know you know digitally you know that you know, get stuff. i mean i know this because they own the games but you could work something like that if you could work out twitch drops yeah. You can work out something like that for E3, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yep.
2: Um,
1: there's, there's a path there that could have figured out that doesn't involve packing the convention center more, but involves giving people a more special experience no matter where you are, mm-hmm. but getting money from them, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Don't, and that, you know, don't charge, and again, don't be greedy. Don't don't take that to mean like, oh, we can charge the, the companies more for the booth space because it's not like people are walk. more people are going to walk through that booth. You're just getting people that want to have part of the digital experience. There's a way to do that. I don't see how you do that now yeah. uh, as E3. It's the because
0: opportunity isn't there. Yeah. The
1: stink is on it now. <laughs> I do think Keeley has an opportunity yeah. to sort of capitalize this on this, but I have a hard time believing that you're, you know, the, I mean, this is just anecdotal, but just the relief I feel I can feel coming off of my dev friends, even high level, like yeah. project lead dev friends, that they wouldn't have to maybe worry about this next year to, to have the, the I mean, look, they're, they're beholden to the to the executives and the marketing. So if they decide that's what happens, that's what happens. But the idea that they would suddenly turn back around and said, oh, but you still have to make a demo for Jeff next yeah. year. Like, I mean, they're going to have to. I don't think any of that's going to change. I think honestly I'm, I mean I think it will I think it will just be internal i th- I think that I think most marketing departments are thrilled by the idea that they can a choose their week that you know you can get away from Nintendo or Sony or whoever and you can control your your produ- presentation. I mean that's why live press conferences went away so early anyway is because it's much more preferable to a not pay for the venue, b have full control over everything we see and not worry about weird don't fuck ups. you worry about being
0: made fun of for the next yeah. 10 decades for giant enemy I mean crab. look man, I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't trade <laughs> Attack
0: my, the weak point from I wouldn't massive trade damage.
1: my third row center seat for E3 PlayStation, PlayStation's 2006 E3 press conference for anything—that's yeah. one of my favorite memories of working in the game industry—is yeah. sitting there watching the Ridge Racer, th- like all that. That was mind shredding. Like yeah. I, I, did, I, it was surreal. I kept expecting to wake <laughs> up in my in my bed and be like, "Oh, I gotta, gotta really go to E3 now because that never happened." You know,
0: PS3 debut was a big deal
1: too. That was a big yeah. It was yeah. Just all fake. And all I the knew fake it was stuff, fake, and, the... and I
0: had to argue with people who said it wasn't fake. <laughs> I was just mm-hmm. like, "All oh, those are fake. Those videos are all."
1: Effing fake, and people thought I was crazy. No, I was not at that one, yeah, because oh, I had agree. I had to do. I was doing like actual production work somewhere else because that was a big remote thing. So like, and people were calling me after it, and be like, "Oh my god, Killzone! It's amazing! Yeah. It's real!" And I was like,
0: "Is it? Like <laughs> Dude, they still can't make games that look that good?" No, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny to think about. So. I think we're kind of both in agreement
1: that E3 is probably gone for good. I um, mean, I think they're going to try it again. You do? You think so? I mean, I don't think. It's, I mean, it's going to be like this year. It'll be like, we're going to be oh, E3 is coming back, and then like around March, we'll be like, mm, no, it's not. Like, yeah. like so you th- think they'll talk about it? And it they'll just won't talk happen. about it. And it won't happen. I mean, look, man. One of the biggest, again, everyone I know who went to GDC said one of the biggest topics was the two big topics were um, is e, are is your company going to E3 and the answer was probably like we think so maybe not i don't Mm -hmm. know and then is e3 actually going to happen and then i don't know (laughs) and then and the other big topic was hey did you just give me covid (laughs) um but like but no it was absolutely part of the chatter and and you know from what i understand a lot of people learned at at gdc that like um a lot of companies were pulling out and yubi was just the first to say so
0: yeah our friends like in the industry they pretty much knew at GDC that E3 wasn't going to happen because yeah. the people were talking amongst themselves or whatever. My big, another big thing that I am going to miss about E3 is seeing everybody again.
1: Yeah, that is because the big one. Because your
0: point earlier about how everything's digital and you can do everything remote, you're right, you can, but, I mean, personally, that sucks. Mm. Like, I'm friends. I've known these people for 20-some years. Oh, for and sure. And honestly, Matt, because everything is remote and, like, there aren't review events anymore. They just send you a review. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I caught up with people in the industry. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh, yeah.
1: Packer's party is the only time we were all in the same room Where you got anymore. to see
0: everybody again. And it just isn't going to happen ever again. And now I feel like I'm just the rest of my life and career... It's just gonna be me floating along nebulously doing mm. shit, getting emails from people and text messages and never seeing them in person again. Unless
1: like, Summer Games Fest p- blows up again maybe. And, and Packers starts doing a Summer circle, Games Fest party. Which may very well happen. Could
0: happen. Let's be honest, it may still happen. So... Um, that is something that really bothers me is not having the human connection with the other people in the industry anymore. I realize, oh, yeah, I sure. realize that people who are watching this don't give a crap about that. I totally no, get, I get it. it. But I'm that, just being you know, selfish and talking about myself. Seeing
1: everyone was absolutely – the even when I was really over E3 the last several years, Like seeing everyone was absolutely the best part. Yep,
0: and that's not going to happen anymore, and that sucks. So now that we're pretty much in agreement that E3 is probably going away forever, I'm 95% sure that that's the case.
1: Matt. Mm-hmm. One thing I that, that that's made me think of when I was thinking about like Packer's party. Everyone, imagine the amount of corporate airfare money that had to be spent to get all of us in that room mm-hmm. together. Yeah. It's am- like
0: It adds up fast. The expenditures are incredible. <laughs> it really
1: is. So now that we've and that's not even counting how much Packer spent on the sushi and the, the liquor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the like liquor. Forty grand. Good he spent on, on liquor at that party. I. I I think the 2019 Pactor Party I think I drank the um, I think the the cost of the liquor I drank was probably about my starting salary at Texas. <laughs> Cuz he also had
0: really expensive whiskey oh, there. Like
1: $1000, $2000 $2, bottles of whiskey and yeah. sc- was amazing. And and everyone had their own bottle and everyone yeah. every time you'd run into someone's like Let's have some of my thousand dollar whiskey and I'm like okay, okay, I'll never that, get this chance again. That was where I learned that tequila thousand dollar tequila just kind of tastes like water. It does. It doesn't taste <laughs> it doesn't like doesn't tequila. taste like anything. The better the tequila is, the less it yeah. tastes like tequila. That's how yeah, it works. Yeah, that was a that was um, a eye opener and yeah. then an eye closer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was asleep by eleven o'clock that night. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'll miss the social part of it. Um, I. Generally, don't think it's good for the industry if it goes away. I can understand the other arguments that say that it is okay if it goes away. Um, but I think we both accept now that it's 95% gone for good. And with that mm-hmm. in mind, what, in your opinion, is the biggest moment in E3 history? The biggest moment of all. The one biggest
1: hmm. moment. Well, I stop. Luna, uh, wants, to Luna wants to fight that <laughs> light. What? It wasn't. E- the, the biggest moment. Because technically it was E3, but it was, I think it was still CES. Uh-huh. The biggest moment in the history of E3 is when Saturn announced it was out that day. And then the PlayStation guy got up and said $299. I was going to say the same exact thing. That's, now, I that, think- was, that was the... That was the industry changed forever. It set the course that for the rest of that the, industry is the yeah, at that like that is a different timeline yep. when that doesn't happen. I mean yep. there's other big things, there's big exciting things. Because we gotta realize so But like that is a lot I fuel. think that was still C E S or was that Atlanta? No, that was was E3. that Atlanta? That was Atlanta E three? It was E three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was the beginning of a yeah. completely a different period. People aren't
0: old enough to remember a time when PlayStation wasn't a thing. Like, yeah.
1: a lot of people watching this are patrons. And the idea that Sony was making a video game console was absurd. It was absurd. Like, why would Sony think they could do this? My and
0: buddy was running a club night in Philly every Thursday, and he contacted me, and he's like, hey, it's like... Sony just contacted us, and they want to bring in this thing called the PlayStation into our club night. <laughs> and he's like, I know you're, like, into games. Like, what do you think of that? And I'm like, well, why not? Like, if they're going to do it. And this club night, by the way, would have, like, 300 people at it. Mm-hmm. And that's how grassroots Sony went after the industry when it first came into the industry.
1: Yeah. Sony knew that every, single, every individual person was a step towards could
0: make a difference and then at e3 that you're absolutely right that is of any moment ever at e3 that is the biggest moment because mm-hmm. that's when playstation was like we're here and we're not going anywhere and the mm-hmm. rest is history
1: that was it they won that, they, they pretty much won off. from they, that weren't point
0: forward.
1: <laughs> they weren't even out they weren't even out yeah um i mean there are other big th- i mean twilight princess trailer
0: drifter J is asking was gamecube xbox ps2 era the best time you had at e3 I mean the Twilight Princess announcement. Yeah. Another top five moment at E3 for sure. I was That's in the room when that
1: happened. That was, I mean, that was, you, there were people on the floor crying. Yeah. It was <laughs> one of the most ridiculous things I've ever. Definitely, it is the loudest reaction to anything yeah. I ever heard at E3. Um, yeah, the game. I mean, the the best GameCube. I mean, there's a case to be made that that era, the GameCube Xbox PS2 era, was the best time I had because it was all new. It was there was fr- so much money the, flooding yeah. in the industry and then, it was too. Cool. And also because I had access all of a sudden to these mm-hmm. things that I did. like I, I got to go with the tech TV people to go to the, to the, the Nintendo press conference where they debuted the GameCube. Yeah, that was in the the fucking basement of a hotel. Yeah. It was, there was like forty people in the room, and I was there. Yeah, and it was it was like Miyamoto got everybody got up and did the thing. They demonstrated the thing. They just, and then Adam Sessler uh, did a, the first live English interview with Miyamoto in front of me. It was it well, was well remember like G four our G four piece were getting on stages
0: at press conferences back then. Yeah, like the Nintendo's press conference would almost ha- always have at least one G four talent on stage. Yeah. Like, all the time, we were treated like royalty back then. Honestly, because yeah. we were like the only people doing, doing live, live and sure. worldwide and broadcast, just, and doing coverage. video too. Yeah. Like we walked into a place, they're like, "Oh, they're here." Oh, here's G four. Yep, And up,
1: set there was, up. there was didn't matter how many people we had on the invite list, we all got we in. We all got in. That yep. was, it was it was a whole different thing. Yeah. yeah, so that was a great great time. Just because it was also a great time because um there were so many games, so many too. games, and so back many then, weird there old games, So many games, and like. You so knew now, and you knew if there was like a weird little thing there, you wanted to like like or, or any even like even slightly non AAA publisher. All you had to do was walk up with that that Tech TV or that G four on your badge and be like. Hey, can I just oh, come on in? Get in here. Yep. Here's a copy of it. Like <laughs> yeah, this. So, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun in part because we were Kings of the Hill. Yeah. Um, and it all changed. And it all changed. <laughs> I'm not changing a bad way. I mean, you know, that, after that ended, that was where we started doing live coverage. And then live coverage became more ubiqui- ubiquitous for everybody. Um, there was a lot of exciting thing you know, I remember coming out of that. Coming out of that Nintendo press conference, I was like, this is what we need to show people. This yeah. is the most exciting thing I've ever been at. Yeah. This, is, this is great. And my boss is being like, you're the only one who cares about this kind of thing. And I'm <laughs> Wrong. like, and it I took, don't think so, bro. And it took four years. Yeah, we but we it for We finally got them to do live, and it was the, the press conference thing they ever live.
0: did by um, 50 miles.
1: Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Good
0: times. Those great days.
1: It just took forever to convince, like, that's where, I mean, E3 is all about the new information, right? this is where the new information begins. Yeah. Because the exciting part about E3 when you're not involved in the press conferences was the next day you heard about everything that happened the day before. Yeah. Be- at the press conferences or at the events that night, the previous night. We're getting some interesting comments in
0: chat. I don't want to just forget about them. Because um, a lot of these people have been along for these journeys with us, Matt, along the way. Um, off is a lot less eyeballs, probably. Um, NoxHaterNitis says, never thought I'd miss bad press conferences, but I kind of do. Like... Even the bad stuff is memorable, like Konami's one million troops. One million like, troops. There's all kinds of moments like that, just horrible Extreme. press conference. <laughs> exactly. There's just like those you, that matter. Go,
1: go watch the new Jimquisition. Uh, Sterling runs all the greatest embarrassing moments of E3 press conferences, and he, and there's a lot of uh, that Konami press. It's. just just go one thing after mr mr caffeine right uh jamie kennedy (laughs) hosting that Oh my god i i i hadn't seen actual footage of that in forever and it's just like
0: yeah where someone yells at him that like tony hawk's funnier than you or something
1: it was an it was like (laughs) some british dev tony (laughs) tony hawk was tony hawk is mocking him at one point it's terrible because tony hawk knows how to do this shit
0: yeah um justin horman says i always prefer live presentations to recorded ones i can understand that because there's a There's an air of mystery and wondering if something could go Mm -hmm. wrong. And that's just gone now.
1: Yeah. But none of the people giving live presentations prefer that. They hated it. So it it was, it's.
0: Eric Carmanis, I think we all agree that COVID accelerated the death of E3. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think this is going to happen no matter what, but it absolutely. It sped it up. It forced people to, it forced the industry to be like, oh, this is all doing fine without this. Yeah. Um. I mean, so I mean the, the the nail in the coffin that people had to recognize was Sony pulling out, yeah before E3, before COVID. Yeah. but COVID absolutely forced the issue in a way that I think would have taken another five or six years, yeah, otherwise
0: um congram one biggest game announcements other than twilight princess what game announcements stick out for
1: you oh i mean metal gear all the metal gears were PS3. phenomenons. The, the,
0: all the games that they showed for the ps3 yeah. unveiling all those games will always stick in my mind because i was like there's no way don't forget that like motor storm had the crazy mud on the windshield mm-hmm. that there's no way and they still couldn't do that today yeah and people were like that's real i'm like it's not fucking real are you insane and then i went to i can't remember some event like right after e3 and i Went to factor Phil Harrison. I'm like, dude, that's not real, man. There's no way you could tell me that's real. well, they're rough approximations of what we're hoping to achieve, and I was like, That's Aha. it. Aha. There it is. I finally got it out of you. Um, um and that that interview, by the way, like did not get the press that it should have got because I think a lot of people just wanted to put their fingers in their ears. The PlayStation mm. fans were like, No, 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 I don't want to hear that
1: No, yeah, and some things are like well, I mean like there's some things like kind of are more impactful if you were there like the it wasn't the announcement of the game I don't think but um Modern Warfare, where the the ghillie suits stand up, mm-hmm. and the whole crowd just went, <gasps> yeah, like no one had any idea they yeah. were there, and I just because <laughs> like look, man, that before that. It was like anytime anyone was in a camo suit, it was just like very, you know the, the character was clearly <laughs> different from the background. All it was it just like a sore were. thumb, yeah. yeah, And all of a sudden they just stand, like, <gasps> like the gasp yeah. of that crowd was amazing. And the other one would see, be... see all that um, stuff you'll never have again without people there. Yeah, you know, yeah, but it's just that didn't help microsoft no in the end you know <laughs> that's not worth the money they're spending it's it, it was a it's a special thing to us yeah but it's not and it was it's another one to the bottom line there was another one i i thought of that again it wasn't really a what was it um i don't know like the it's, a lot of it's just the weird little things like the fact that the beatles showed up that one time for the beatles rock band the fact that i went to a harmonics party and the who played yeah what yeah um or even like things like the guy i can't remember who it was but it was the guy like said sony's big party he gave where some they annu- a music yeah. festival he gave some
0: announcement like six bands he gave you know, some
1: announcement at the end he just tacks on that peggle 2 is coming to xbox and he does like this weird iron man landing yeah, yeah. jump i'm like what was that <laughs> yeah. What? yeah that's There's the thing so you many don't many. get out of out of live stuff i mean look my favorite thing of maybe of press conference wise it's still Sony Z three like the the massive damage like oh yeah uh, I mean it just I cannot describe like, Bridge Racer because you're <laughs> that you're whole sitting, press conference was yeah, a disaster. The fucking eye yes. toy thing, the the and you <laughs> flip the like after just the Africa footage, just like the Rhino walk and like and at some point I think it was during the eye toy the Eye of Judgment thing, I think Morgan turned to me and goes what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, it was and insane. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Like we, it's. <laughs> it, I mean, I know everybody saw it, and everybody was kind of like, like, like didn't understand what the hell was happening. Yeah. But- being, being there being stuck in that theater yeah. seat and not being able to kind of like see what everyone <laughs> else was talk thinking to people about like it, is everyone yeah. outside of this theater <laughs> think this is crazy as i do crazy. right now like it was it was yeah. an experience and I, I have
0: some i could just i could do a show for eight hours about e3 memories i literally could there's just so many you'd go to something 20 some years mm-hmm. and like it's four days of a grind you're just gonna have crazy memories arguments like issues with production like The different places I worked, like I remember coming back from the first day of the show floor, my first year at Game Trailers, and I walk in and my boss is like, dude, our traffic is just exploding. Like, I can't even fathom Mm. what is happening on our website right now. And he gave me like the hardest high five I've ever gotten in my life, and I was like, "Hot damn! Like everything I've been doing is working. It's all working out the way it's.
1: I could just go on and on." So, oh, the other the other thing, Skittles, Nightwing, Skittles, yeah, yeah, that's in, that's in the gymquisition as well. The Skittles, good. Yeah. The other thing I thought of um, that may not have translated out. Uh, was it was the one of the Xbox press conferences we're doing it live and so I had to be in there and kind of dealing with things and and like make sure things were ready and the teleprompter which inevitably failed three seconds into the fucking broadcast um but they're you know they're running rehearsal stuff as well and I come back I come back out and I go to I go to everyone like they're playing Final Fantasy 10 footage in there or Final Fantasy 13 footage in there and uh and they're like no they're not it's an exclusive it's Final Fantasy it's not an Xbox I'm like Nope. I just saw it. Like that, that, I'm pretty sure that was Final Fantasy 13. I'm like, come on, and of course that was where they said it's on both. And I, and yeah. I was like, that was a big thing for me. Like, I was like, I think that's in there. And I, like, this just one of those things. Like, oh, I know that now. Yeah. Before everyone else, but like-
0: Pikmin. We saw Pikmin before anyone else. Because yeah. you're on the show floor and they made a mistake of uncovering one of the Pikmin kiosks,
1: yeah, yep.
0: that was when I was working with you guys at mm-hmm. G4. Um, we saw that way before anybody else, and we had no idea what it
1: was. No, because like, like, how can you see that and know what you're looking? So it was at? like, there's
0: this weird game where like little dudes are jumping on bigger dudes, and they got leaves in their yeah, head. We and, were like, just like,
1: <laughs> like, it's one of those things where like you went back. If someone who wasn't there, you went. We'd go back and try to describe it to other people, and they're like, "What? Are you drinking early today, yeah, yeah, or yeah. what? Like,
0: what? <laughs> yeah, we could go on and on. Oh yeah, Matt and I just have amazing stories from E3, and it's sad to think that we're not gonna make any new memories. Like even just the last couple years, like. Just even Packer's Party, being together at Pactor's Party and seeing everybody. like Those are mm-hmm. great memories that you can't replicate. So, nothing, Rest in
1: PC3, nothing, I never
0: thought I'd see the day that this was going to happen when I started in this industry in 1997.
1: Nothing gold can stay, pony When Boy. I was sweating
0: my ass off walking to the convention center in Atlanta. Like, I never would have dreamed that this would happen, that it would go away. It was mm-hmm. just too big to fail, and it isn't. So... That's a lesson in life for everybody. Like, even no, no matter how good something seems, like, eventually it ends. Game trailers, when we were in our height in 2010, never would have dreamed that it would end the way it did just two years later. That, like, we would go from meteoric rise to, like, oh, we can't employ people anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the way life is. Like, no matter how permanent something seems like it's, it is, it never is. So, that's why you have to enjoy things while they're happening as much as you can. And it can be hard. Especially at E3 when we're working, you know, 20-hour days, not exaggerating, 20-hour days for four or five days straight. It's hard to stop and smell the roses when stuff like that's going on, but you got to try because you just never know if it's going to happen again. So embrace the good times as much as you can because they're not always going to be around. So I'm glad I have these memories with you, Matt, Uh you know, through all these years of E3 and with probably some of you. There's some, some in our chat that probably I've been at E3 with or been at events with um all memories that i will yeah. take with me uh, that's the grade. problem
1: is like all those like most of my you go like, oh, good announcement like most of my mem- good memories are not announcements or industry things there it's are the things, things that, that happen to me and the people like the yeah. like being there the first year because my friend was already working as a pa and he was very game oriented so he's already you know working worming his way in a meeting everybody. Yeah. He's a he's a networker <laughs> you know yeah. so he brought me into his working his, his interview with Vic ireland at working designs which uh-huh. obviously games i liked a lot and Vic Ireland sat down. He's like, oh, and he met me. And after the interviews, he talked to me. He's like, what, you know, what's, you know, are you, are you are you like this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this. And I played this and I love Dragon Force Is my favorite Saturn game. And he's like, oh, you're, you're a fan of our stuff. And I'm like, I mentioned, like, yeah, I have all working designs games except Cosmic Fantasy 2 because I didn't have a, I didn't have a TurboGrafx CD. So I never got it. And now it's out of print and I can't get it. And he's like, it's like, oh wow, that's really. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I, I liked you guys the whole time because you were making this stuff. You know, that was back when nobody brought JRPGs over, and when they did, they were often like weirdly, tra- you know, yeah, working designs translations wouldn't hold up today because they got so many weird in jokes and pop culture references that the purists would freak out. But like at the time, it was the best you got. Mm-hmm. And I was going cool, so so he he left, and we talked to the PR lady some more, and like we're packing stuff up, and Vic Aron comes back in and hands me a copy of Cosmic Fantasy too. He's like, I bring a copy of everything we ever made just in case I run into someone like you. That's And awesome. I'm like, that's amazing. Like, that's and now,
0: E3. That's the magic yeah. of E3. That's the type of stuff that happens there. Yeah,
1: but it was also like, oh... This industry is awesome. Yeah, like these people are. These cool. people are good people. Yeah, I yeah. you, you had, you had Good experiences all up and down. That also, time. I would
0: argue, has changed for me over time.
1: Oh, I would. Yeah, for sure. Back it's then, not then, I that was anymore.
0: naive. I thought everybody in the industry was awesome, and over time, you start to realize that's not really the case.
1: No, no, there was a lot of weird <laughs> shit going on. It's in just the like service. everybody
0: else. There's a certain percentage of people that are assholes. But that's there was there
1: was the a, there was a pr- there was a, a game, there was a public face that was yeah. uh, that was a very that you admired positive,
0: that ended yeah. up being as good as you thought they were going to be. As
1: a basically, you know, I was what twenty. Four, mm-hmm. tw- no, I was twenty three. So I was, like I was a kid, yeah. basically. And yeah. Like,
0: there's a twenty four year old watching this right now, saying, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. But you really are. You still are. Just a kid. Like, you and do, enjoy yeah. it."
1: All you people sitting, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm about to be 30. Like, you are a child. Yeah, I would, I would do horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible things to be thirty again. That would be, yeah. I would, I would feel like I was had the whole life ahead of me again.
0: Yeah. So anyway, there you go. That's our eulogy for E three. Um, it's really sad to think we're even doing this right now. But we are, and that's the reality of the situation. So, um, you know, the other part of it, too, the financial side of it, you know, I don't know about IGN if they had already booked a bunch of sponsors for E3. That's a huge chunk of money. At Game Trailers, like, I wouldn't have said this when I worked there, but I can say whatever the hell I want now. At Game Trailers, we would make almost 30% of our revenue from Mm -hmm. E3 sponsorship. We would bang it out all year, busting our asses to make three-quarters of our revenue, and the week of E3,
1: we'd make a third of it. Well, I'm sure there's some of the IGN, GameSpot, like, that's a huge like, that's revenue hole. Huge stream of eyeballs. Fail. Yeah. So, just other things to consider. But
0: anyway, I just want to thank all you guys because a lot of you guys in our chat right now, you guys have been along on the ride, the E3 ride with me for literally like 20 some years now. There are people who are patrons to Sifted who followed me when I was at GameSpot. So, a lot of you guys have been along the road with me and along for the ride with me. And I just want to thank you guys for supporting me and all the different places I've worked. Um, and allowing me to cover E3. Because without you guys, that just doesn't happen. So thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Like, my memories of E3 are because of you guys. And I uh, always appreciate it. So a little weepy thinking about the death of E3. Just so many moments in mm-hmm. my career that were important that are... I,
1: I had my morning of E3 sometime around 2015. Yeah, I held like on I, a lot I knew longer. That was, <laughs> I knew that was over. This is, this is just pulling the plug on the life support. Yeah.
0: All right. Time to move on, even though I'm a little sad now. <laughs> but I won't be sad for long because next we're
1: going to talk about
0: a game. We're going to talk
1: about something that survived.
0: <laughs> exactly. We're going to talk about another game of the year contender, I believe, for 2023, I and
1: hope that so. is, I hope so. I mean, I gave it game Sound, of the year to the, the last one. The, oh yeah, and the preview stuff, the previews on this. looking pretty new. they're basically like did you like the last one well this is that one but a lot more and we're about to explain it nothing wrong with that
0: yeah and that is star wars jedi (laughs) survivor here's something awesome that you may not realize it comes out in like three weeks yeah it launches on the 28th of april it is not long to wait if you haven't watched dossier actually this month is pretty good for game releases once we get out past this week our shows for the end of the month are going to be stacked. We're going to be spending a lot of time playing games to make sure we can talk about them for you guys. But the biggest one of the entire month, undoubtedly, is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And the good news is, finally, we got really a huge preview and big chunks of gameplay from Respawn and EA of this game that really leave very little left to the imagination as far as what the game is and how the game works. And Crib Notes version, Matt, what you said to intro this segment, you're right. Like... It is, for the most part, the first game fixing a lot of the issues that people had with the first game. And I guess if there's one thing maybe I'm a little disappointed in, it's that it isn't changed more than I thought it was going to be changed. Like, I thought there might be bigger changes and updates to it than there actually have been, but some of them are still pretty cool. Uh, For those of you who don't know, it is set five years after the first game, and it's set in the High Republic... Which is a three hundred year period that ends roughly like fifty years prior to the Phantom Menace. Is that right?
1: Well, this isn't in the High Republic, is it?
0: I think it is. Yeah,
1: the High Republic is hundreds like, a, like hundreds of years before the movies. Fifty years before the Phantom Menace is what I the research that I found. High said. Republic? Yeah. Well, this is this is between the trilogies, so it's not the High Republic. No, man. I thought H- it was. High sure. Republic is like Yoda's like young. In oh,
0: that. I thought High for Re- sure it was.
1: No, High Republic is the uh, the Quantic Dreams game. And the oh, okay. up- couple upcoming upcoming things. Yeah, it's like it hasn't been explored much in games. I thought for mm. sure this was in- set in it. Also, no. No, this is be- this is the dark, dark dark times. This is between the prequels and the originals. Okay, so, this is about the same time as uh, well. The, the original, the first Jedi Fallen Order was the took place the same year as Obi wan the Obi Wan TV show. Mm. And so this is five years later. We are talking about um, around the same time as the Solo movie.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, High you, Republic
1: is sort of like they created that so they could do like a golden age of the of the older Republic without having to deal with KOTOR. Okay, that's pretty much what that All
0: is. All right, um, you play as Cal, just like you did in the first game, and he survived Order sixty six, and he's on the run from the Empire. Um, him and his droid BD one crash the Mantis, which is his ship, on a planet called Kabor. Kobor? do you know how the proper way to say know. it is? You don't know either.
1: That's a, a new planet to me.
0: Okay. Um, They crash land on the planet Kabor, and they have to head out to try to find parts to fix their ship. Now, a big part of the last game was getting your crew together, getting the band together, creating allies and getting them on your side. Well, apparently in the five years from the last game and this game, you guys have become, you've fallen out. You're not a group anymore. People have disagreements over the direction. Some people just want to live their lives and not have to worry about the empire running from the empire attacking the empire so basically the whole crew that you built in the last game you now have to rebuild in this game i'm not a gigantic fan of that
1: no that's that's it's that's ghostbusters 2 syndrome Uh it's like we we spent a whole movie getting these people together just it's already set just do it Just, just get on with it yep um hopefully that doesn't last too long so you... I assume you're already with uh, uh, Grease, though. No, Since, you're not. No? So no. You, how, how did you get the mantis, then? I don't know.
0: If they, maybe they explain it.
1: How would he ever give the mantis well, up? Well, he
0: does. So you crash land on the planet, but here's the thing. So you land on this... Grease
1: wasn't flying it. That's why.
0: You land, right. You <laughs> land on this planet, and you start looking around, and you find this little town that ends up becoming the hub for the, for the entire game hmm. called Rambler's Reach. And again, it's on the planet Kabo. K-O-B-O-H.
1: Yeah, I'd say Cabo. Yeah,
0: Cobo, Cabo?
1: Cabo. Yeah,
0: and there's a Cabo. Can-
1: I guess we're going to Mexico.
0: Yeah, there's a canteen in Ramblers Reach, and you go in there, and I'll give you one guess who you find in the cantina, Matt. Grease. Yep, <laughs> and he he's in there. Uh, there's a bartender.
1: It looks a lot like the town from Mandalorian. Yeah, too.
0: there's a bartender named M X N K six, but he's called Monk inside the game. Um, And inside this little cantina, that's where you get your side missions. There's a little garden on the roof of the cantina where you can plant stuff and grow stuff. Um, You can find music tracks that you can use to play in the jukebox in there. And you go in there, and also in there is Grease. And you meet up with him, and he tries to convince you to settle down. He tries to tell you, like, stop doing this. Nothing's going to happen, but you're going to end up dead. Um, Settle down here on the planet with me. And have a good life. And, of course, it's Cal and it's a video game, so he says no. But one of the more important things that I think that we should mention about this town or this area is that there are also people on the planet that are just living their lives and trying to, like, eke out some kind of an existence and survive.
1: It's always a mistake in Star Wars.
0: It usually is, because they always find you. Mm -hmm. But it to me that was one thing that was missing from
1: the first game yeah the lived in the sense lived the world. in feeling of the worlds that you were in yeah. it was like you were mostly game, exploring like ancient ruins and abandoned yeah. places it all felt things. like everything felt
0: like a drive by mm-hmm. as far as the locations and stuff in this because it's like a hub world you're going to get to know this planet and the people on this planet and you're also going to get side missions from them and things like that so i think that's a good change and a big change that to me can impart a lot of sentimentality in the game. When you're not interacting with humans mm. as much...
1: Somewhat. A game ho- can feel sterile. I'm hoping that you do go to other planets, though. Oh, um, I'm sure you do. Because, yeah. like, change the change of biome and change of location is a big Star Wars thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you definitely go to... There's other planets. It's yeah. not just this one planet, for sure. Um, but expanding the areas into larger worlds is definitely something they needed to do. Yeah. The two things I would have wa- wanted from the first one, uh, in terms of presentation... Like, obviously, I think it could have stood to be a little more... Rock solid in terms of the combat and hitboxes and such, but mm-hmm. like, um, that's a technical thing. But in terms of presentation, it would be, I would like the areas to be bigger and more lived in. And also, um, I would like more interaction and more almost Bioware style interaction with the crew members and yeah. with the character. I, I, I wanted more, a more substantial kind of, uh, character interaction system, I guess, mm-hmm. like a little more, a little more ability to sort of, um, Determine Cal's relationship with these people.
2: Yeah, I hear um, that.
1: I'm not sure that's here, but like that would that was the kind of the thing I felt was like sort of right on the tip of the game's tongue that it didn't quite do.
0: Yeah, they've already announced one planet. Uh, Swan Senpai mentioned it. Um, it's called Lucozade or LukoZade. I'm not Lucozade? sure how to pronounce I don't
1: know. it. I, I've seen that name before. I don't remember which. But they've planet already it officially is.
0: announced already one other planet. I'm sure there's going to be more. Um, so your first goal, your first there page- is
1: dismemberment jj first oh, yeah breaker. there is
0: dismemberment for sure you'll see it in some of this b-roll uh, so your first major goal in this game is to get the band back together to go around mm-hmm. and find all the people who were in your crew in the first game and get them back together so you can team up with them again
1: i also like that you have your abilities from the first game <laughs> yep like, you start the game with, thank god i don't have to get the double jump again
0: Yep, you start you start the game with all the abilities from the first game and you just start piling on the new abilities from there um in the pause menu, you can change Cal's hair, his facial hair, his shirt, his jacket, his pants.
1: Finally more th- more than just ponchos. A smock. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like any of the
0: ponchos in the first game. I, I just, didn't care about the customization at all. No. And they have blown it out big time in this. You can also customize BD1 and your lightsaber as well.
1: Um I care about the lightsaber customization, but yeah. like all the clothing, I just felt was like various forms of meh.
0: Yep. Um, there are also, as I mentioned earlier, there are side missions that you get from people in the cantina and some of the general that you, citizens that you come across. Some of the side missions that Respawn mentioned at the preview event. Um, there's some ancient ruins that you can come across that have puzzles inside them. Uh, there's a mine that you could investigate that you go inside and there's a Rancor inside. You already saw some B-roll of that. Um, like the first game, you could cut through weaker enemies in a single blow. Again, you've seen that in some of the B-roll already. But stronger enemies, you have to chip away at their posture, where you weaken them and then you can finish them off. Again, that's all from the first game. So if you played the first game, you understand how that whole system works. Are you happy that they haven't changed anything there?
1: Yeah, that was it's a good system. Yeah. It needs needed, like it needed some there. iteration, but like, you know, there's ripping off Sekiro, and Sekiro probably has the best melee combat of anything. Yeah. So And you can speed up the process by using your force abilities to rip away shields and armor from the enemies.
0: can also use your force powers to slow enemies down or you can make them attack each other that was another
1: thing about the first was like i i felt like the force was kind of an afterthought in the combat me too and i think adding more abilities to mess mess with that is good
0: i agree yep um as matt mentioned you have all the cow has all the abilities he discovered uh by the end of fallen order plus he has a new grappling hook to start the game Mm -hmm. so that's not something you have to earn you start the game and you have the grapple hook right away and you just saw b-roll of that where he's using it to like traverse like some of the the level design um you have a a double prequel content yeah so in the first game he had three fighting stances although the dual sabers one just kind of appeared at the end like i hardly even really got to use it if i remember right
1: yeah that was that's a very late edition and it's really it's very overpowered really um and it's almost, like, temporary. Like, I think, if I remember right, it drained something. or It was, it was not something you could use constantly.
0: Yeah, it was, like, it was not really... It was, it was a fighting style, but not really. Like, mm-hmm. for the most part, I used two styles throughout the, most, the bulk of the game. Well, you get five styles in this game, and they're all mapped to the D-pad. So you can switch styles on the fly. That used to be something that you had to change in a meditation point. Not anymore. Now you can just tap the D-pad in whatever direction you want, and you can immediately switch up your fighting style, which I think is amazing. Uh, The two new styles, one is called Cross Guard, which is a slow but very powerful style. And then the second new one is called The Blaster. And that just means that you mix in The Blaster with your lightsaber combat. Uh Um, Shades
1: of uh, like a dragon, uh, Ishin.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other thing is if you watch this B-roll, like you don't have to, a lot of games it's like, okay, here's this enemy. And there's a little bit of this even in the Resident Evil 4 remake. Hey, here's this enemy. I know what... Specific weapon or attack, I need to use to fight this enemy, and you would use it. And this every style works against every enemy. There's not like enemies that are immune to a particular style, mm-hmm. which makes you kind of wonder, like, you know, why split them into separate styles and not just make it one overall arcing style, but maybe they just felt like for people to learn it, they needed to have them split up. I separately. think it's to,
1: it's to reflect what people want to do with lightsabers. Yeah. Like that people love. Yeah, you know, people want to do normal lightsaber, they want to do double saber, and they want to do twin sabers. Yeah. Um I'm a little surprised one of the stances one of the stances isn't reverse grip. No, um, you're right. Because one of the only things left. That's true.
0: Well, that's for the third game, um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um so there are new tools, including the cross guard lightsaber, which as we said it's like the slow but powerful lightsaber and the mm-hmm. blaster pistol. And the blaster cross pistol cross guard
1: lightsaber being like Kylo Ren's.
0: Yeah. And the blaster, you can do cool stuff with it. So you can use your force to like make it, raise a group of enemies up in the air, and then you can do a combo with your blaster where you blast all the enemies out of the air after you've raised them up with your force powers. I think you're gonna have a lot of fun with some of the combos and the different fighting styles in this. Um, let's see what else. So meditation points, they still serve as checkpoints, like always. They're kinda like the bonfires from the Souls franchises, but they all they allow you to recover health and stim packs. You can also use uh, use them to adjust your skill tree and there's a separate tree for each of the five different fighting styles so you can decide to if you find a style that you like you can dedicate a bunch of points into that one style so you can play the game exactly how you want to which i think is great Um, you can also adjust your perks and unlock and adjust your perks there as well which are just additional buffs that you get on top of the things that you do in the skill tree um when you die and this is also from the first game when you die the enemy that you killed it glows yellow and if you go back and hunt them down and i don't think you even have to kill them i think you just have, just you have just, to hit them you just yeah. have to hit them yeah and then you get all your stuff back that you lost when you died um so you need to track them down the enemy that killed you to get all your gear back um as i said progression goes across five different skill trees one for each stance. Um, there's a new perk system that allows you to further augment Cal's combat abilities. Again, you tweak all that stuff at the meditation points. And uh, Respawn said that it's possible to earn enough skill points to unlock all of Cal's skills. Um, so you're not going to get to the end of the game and be like, oh, I never got to that. Like, there's enough, he said, that when you're first playthrough, you should be able to unlock and use them all. Uh, but as I said, you can also choose to just specialize in one specific playstyle if you want to and spread your ability points across all the different disciplines. And then probably the biggest new ability that you're seeing right now is the ability to tame and ride mounts. Um, I never did that. that didn't I, I play the first game? I never felt like I needed a mount. Did you? No, the areas weren't big enough. Right. So what is that telling you? That these areas are going to be bigger?
1: You'd think, right? Oh, much. Bigger. They've already said they're much. Oh, they much bigger. have.
0: I, I yeah. missed that somehow. That's good news. Generally, <laughs> as long as mm-hmm. they're, they're actually curating the stuff that they're building and they're not using the Unreal Engine I mean, you can 5 auto generator.
1: You can already see that, like, um, there's no I mean, there, there's no areas in the first game as expansive as some of these open fields he's in. Yeah. Um, the, the first game was very Metroid-inspired with, like, you know, corridors and specific paths. Like, you'd fall off of the path trying to ride a mountain around on some of these. Yeah. Um, like, they wouldn't be useful for more than, like, 20 feet. Right. Um, whereas this is much more expansive. Um, this this seems to be drawing a little more from Zelda. Which, which fighting uh, style are you going to choose, Matt? Single saber. Yeah.
0: Um, me too. I'm I'll, a I'll mess <laughs> with uh, I'll
1: mess with the twin sabers. I am not a double saber person. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think they're cool and all, but like, a, I think they only look good in red. Yeah. And B, um, I just find them too slow and clunky for me. I, I I'm more of an agility person in in game combat stuff. Um, not in real life. But, but you can uh, see when
0: you start the game, you also have the ability to deflect blaster shots back at enemies. So mm-hmm. you, you're not starting this game with a clean slate like a lot of Metroidvanias force you to do, yeah. which is great. Um, I don't want to start this game all over again. to have to relearn all this stuff. That's something that maybe Metroid could learn in yeah, the Yeah, for sure.
1: I'm I'm curious because like there's a lot of... Um, it may seem like a weird comparison to some, but it is there's a lot of Arkham happening here in terms of the philosophy because they did the same thing the first game is met the first game is metroid inspired the second game is zelda inspired and batman has all most of his abilities from the end of arkham asylum at the beginning of arkham city Mm -hmm. um and they just expanded everything
0: there's yet another Um, mount
1: so that is that uh, i don't think it's a mount i think that's just how you get somewhere untamed downs you don't think it's a mount I think that's just a I think that's a traversal option really yeah I don't think that I don't think that's tamed I think he's just like he just gets it he jumped on it and it takes him down here it's like, I think it's like okay. a taxi
0: no oh. um that's well, Guap was asking did the death mention if playing the first game is required I never finished the first that I couldn't get into the clunky combat system and movement now I agree with you the combat kind of clunky movement
1: really clunky
0: and I'll be honest with you Matt
1: I feel like I'm still seeing a little bit of that in this footage. A little bit, but I think, I mean, having played it again uh, earlier this year for the when I got the new PC, um, it's only clunky when you don't kind of know how it rolls. I can pull off some pretty smooth shit now. Mm-hmm. Um, you, do you need to learn its eccentricities? Yes. Should you have to do that? Probably not. But um, if someone calls the combat in Fallen Order clunky, it just tells me you haven't played it enough. Um, you got to get around its eccentricities, but it is it is a good combat system. Um, part of its problem is that it feels so much like Sek- Sekiro in places that it just highlights how less smooth it is than mm-hmm. Sekiro is a is a uh, an achievement and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas what you're talking about with the kind of the floatiness of the movement, like yeah, that's an inverse kinematics problem, and it is does seem to still be present here. I can't tell how much of that is at the actual how the game's gonna feel and how much of it's just how they mocap uh whatever the i can't remember the actor's name yeah um it was he, he runs weird like yeah. the guy runs he weird run he ran weird. weird in the first one he's running weird in this one i don't know i don't know how can I, they not fix that <laughs> i think it's just <laughs> how he runs um they want him to run that way <laughs> i think it's how he runs <laughs> so stig at respawn that is a choice yeah you want to look like the weird that that one guy from uh horizon yeah with the big mutton chop mustache right, right, you can yeah. do that
0: yeah, um, so Stig at Respawn, um, he he's put out some statements about this, and he basically said the first game was like, they were just learning on the fly. I'm sure. And they're shocked that they ever got the game done, and that like it was as good, and he's like, now we have all the basics down, we can focus on the creative part of the game, instead of getting the nuts and bolts right, so... Um, I don't know what that means as far as how they've tweaked the combat and the movement. I still think it looks a li- the combat still looks a little slow and awkward to me. Um, and I would agree it felt a little off in the first game. But I, like you, the more I played it, the better I got it and the mm-hmm. more I understood it. Um, but it's still, it's not like a Ninja Gaiden or a Devil May Cry. There's a little bit of a disconnect still, I feel, or at least in the first game there was, between me playing and what I felt in my hands. So hopefully that's something that they've smoothed out. People are asking what planets you would like to see in new his- ones yeah what pl- just any new ones yeah you don't want to go to old standbys or no i don't want stand-
1: to go to tatooine or dagobah or anything <laughs> i want to go i want to see new planets yeah i always want to see new planets that's why i'm excited for starfield i want to see new planets
0: oh so even just new planets in general yeah, I,
1: I like seeing new worlds gotcha. that's, that's okay. the interesting thing and star wars obviously can do pretty much anything uh-huh. because it's fantasy so none of the planets even have to make any fucking sense yeah and i like that about it yeah um that was from Kevin Rafa, by the way. He was asking. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Oh, I would. In terms of like, if you really don't want to get through the first one, I would definitely suggest watching the cutscenes on YouTube because what happens at the end is kind of important. Hmm. Um. And there's some cool stuff at the end.
0: Yeah. Um. Looking at this B-roll, how are you feeling about the game, Matt? In general. Looks
1: great. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it doesn't look like they've. Cal, settle down. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He's gonna see you yeah no you're just not gonna well he's using force powers on there that. we go yeah. <laughs> yeah. force powers don't work on droids yeah you can't mind trick a computer <laughs> um, can you you cannot <laughs> that i'm pretty sure is can't you can you can knock him around obviously um very says
0: i like the one world where you where you meet up with saw guerrera
1: in yeah, that was fun. the last game. Yeah. Like, I like that character, so it was good to see him again. Yeah. Since he was, as as with everyone in Rogue One, horribly underused and wasted. Yeah. um, What a weird movie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I loved Andor because it finally did that character some justice and sort of accidentally revealed that and- Cassian Andor probably should have been the main character of oh, yeah. Rogue One. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> to the, me, he kind of was, I'll be honest. I mean, he's the... Well, that's the thing is, like, Jin Erso... <laughs> doesn't do anything in the first two acts of that movie. She just sort of reacts to things and that's not a main character. Yeah. Um, It's very weird. And if you don't know who Sagar is already in that movie, you're like, what, who is it? And he just stands. Okay, whatever. Like, but that whole thing, I would love the problem with Andor is no matter how great that show continues to be, the end of that character will always be in a mediocre film called Rogue I One. Know, like it's, yeah. it's like, it's like, there's no, you're never going to get any Be like, Oh, okay. No, that's right. That's how it ends. You're like the whole thing where Baze is like, okay, here we go, little sister. And I'm like, yeah. have you two said a word to each other this whole movie. Here's the lightsaber customization,
0: not just little frivolous, whatever. Mm. It's a pretty big deal.
1: I mean, that's the same as the first one. Is it? It seems um, like it has more parts. No, nah, it's the same parts. Is it same number of part? It just feels like it's different because you get to actually see the parts replaced uh, instead I'm of just swapping in and scrolling yeah. through all that. That's a, this is a much more tact, tactile way to do that. That's really cool. Yeah, because um, it, it uses the same parts system as the sabers you build in Disneyland.
0: Yeah. Here's a BD-1 customization. You can give that's him a bunch cool. of new parts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because
1: that was just colors
0: before. Because I love BD-1. BD-1's great. He's a great droid. Um, one, probably Finally. my favorite character in the game. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a very reasonable
1: thing to yeah. say. Absolutely. And yeah. like, and he's, uh, you know, that type of droid has made it into the rest of the canon now. It's showed up in mm-hmm. the shows and stuff, which yeah. is great. Uh, great, great. Stuff that is not just ponchos. Awesome. Yeah. I No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop thinking about it, Cal. No matter
0: what, he still looks like Cal.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, no, mm, you don't uh, take all that oh, much. Oh, oh, I know it was the 70s, but come on. Yeah. Dude. Yep.
0: Um, so anyway, they got his,
1: looks like they got his face a little better. Like he looked, kind of, the character model looked kind of weird in the in the first yeah. one. And like you look at the actor, and you are like, I see how that facial capture turned out that way. But if I was the actor, I would not be super be thrilled off. about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I ended up. This, looking. this looks way more like him.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so this game is coming April twenty eighth. Is just a few weeks away. Um, I'm really excited mm-hmm. to play it. Um, hopefully, you guys are too. I, do. You think the original game? Will encourage people to buy the sequel or discourage them from buying the sequel? You mean like from liking Their it? Their experience of, of playing it. I,
1: most people seem to have really liked it.
0: Yeah. It seems a little mixed, Maybe. I don't like some think, of the comments so. we got in our chat today like I've seen those comments many times before about
1: it yeah but even the people that were that bounced off it they still want this type of, they want this game yeah they, they, you know it's not like they bounced off because the because the Jedi game was bad necessarily they bounced off it because it wasn't up to snuff but like it's not like they stopped wanting a Jedi game right. after that yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah like hopefully there'll be an improvement here on the level of something like um you know like a I don't want to say the first one was as good as God of War 1, but, like, in terms of God of War 1 and 2, where it was like God of War 2 was like, it was just like, Oh, this is the same. They didn't really reinvent the wheel, but they just made it bigger and bigger and crazier and, and amazing. Or like, and assa- this is
0: stick by the way, who worked on God of War? Yeah, but that's, so that's why I picked Street God of War
1: there. Is. Or like Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. The jump to Assassin's Creed Two was huge. Yeah. Or again, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Yeah. Not saying Arkham Asylum had anything wrong with it, yeah. but Arkham City just like took that idea, expanded it out, and honed it to a razor's edge. And it would be nice to see this do similar.
0: Here's some comments. Um, Red Fox 1980, the first game played sluggish. I could agree with
1: that. There he is in there. I mean, there's, there's. It's a very difficult thing to balance when you have inertia on a character's movement startup. Mm-hmm. The Witcher Three struggles with that in places too, where it's like you don't want the character to suddenly just start moving and be so snappy to control like that. But if you kind of, if you make them too,
0: <laughs> I, I could feel it in my hand yeah. right now. And if you you're make talking them, about. if you make
1: them too like <laughs> subservient to the animation cycle, they're gonna feel a little loose a L- little loosey a little, little gooey
0: yeah um vortex complex first game wasn't perfect but it was damn good that's how
1: i that's where i come in on the game
0: mm-hmm. um, very gooster the
1: I, other thing it needs that the first game didn't have is fast travel which is i understand yeah. it does have yeah actually does it i think they said it does i hope you got they it better. <laughs> they better i thought as soon as you picked up Marin, i thought okay she's like the weird witch the, the sith witch i thought she was going to teleport me to all the meditation right. spots
0: yeah
1: and then they just don't yeah. and if you miss like one thing in the back of that one world you got to traverse the whole fucking it's a huge and then you got to go all yeah. the way back to the ship there's times where i there's a couple times when i was like doing like kind of clean up like collecting all the collectibles at the end where i just like stop for the day because yeah. i'm like i was gonna have to find my way all the way back to the ship yeah and i'm like i'll just do that tomorrow and like yeah. that shouldn't happen
0: um very good i said i put
1: fallen order on easy and have more fun
0: okay yeah Andy T. Monahan, the technical issues in the original almost helped this popularity in a weird way. Because there were some goofy bugs. That had yeah. some, there were some viral videos. Yeah.
1: Unlike Last of Us, the, the bugs didn't ruin anything. Yeah, yeah. It was just sort of like, oh, that's weird.
0: And Talimper says the map was real bad. And that, that's one thing. Yeah, that the they map was very hard to read. It was hard to read. And that is one thing that they worked hard on for the sequel. It should be vastly improved.
1: Um, that, was, that was a big issue.
0: Review Group yeah. says Fallen Order was a mediocre Metroidvania.
1: Yeah, I would say it's better than that.
0: Uh, I would say it also came out in a really bad year for video games. Because mm-hmm. it was my game of the year, but I didn't feel good about awarding game of the year to it. I would normally not give mm-hmm. game of the year to a game that had that many issues, but
1: it would have been it would have been in the running for me. But I gave it to Sekiro. Yeah, so, because, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yep. So there you uh, go.
0: That's Star Wars Jedi Survivor again. Here's another thing to remember: it's next gen only. It's only coming to PS5 and Xbox Series and PC. So you won't be able to play it on PS4 or Xbox One. Just something to keep in mind as its April 28th release date draws near. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about probably what was the biggest thing that happened this week or over the weekend at least. It was April Fool's, and for whatever reason, the gaming industry always celebrates April Fool's. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly I was kinda terribly.
1: Kind of subdued this year, <laughs> I thought. I
0: mean, generally, it's bad. And I, I sent out a tweet. I was like, man, if you can't come up with something good for April Fool's Day, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, just sit it out, and, like, I got no likes on the tweet. So I think no one agrees with me. Like, they just won as many dumb April Fool's I guess, jokes as but, like, as all, I,
1: all I ever see anymore is people just, like, mad about, oh, it's stupid lies day. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, who
0: cares, dude? I'm sorry you're so easy to trick. It didn't seem like anyone agreed with me that, like, some of these people should just not do April Fool's jokes if they don't have a good idea. But anyway, um, there were a lot of April Fool's jokes, as usual. You're right. Maybe they were a little bit subdued, but... I think there are probably still just as many as there usually are. There just weren't very many good ones. And I have, we're going to go through these very quickly, but I split them up into kind of two different categories. There's the fake April Fool's Day stuff where they just make up stuff that isn't true and I hope people believe it and they get fooled. Then there's stuff that you see that you don't really believe that it's, an, that it's real. You think it's an April Fool's joke, but it turns out that it's actually real. Mm-hmm. And there were three gigantic ones this year that we'll get to in a minute. First, we're going to go through the ones that were just basically lying or jokes. Um, the first one is the Razor Razor. Did you see this, Matt? I did see that. So it is a mouse that doubles as a razor from the company Razor. Surprising. It's kind of surprising
1: they haven't made this joke already.
0: Yeah, so. it's a little. It's like, man, where have they been for the last like fifteen or twenty years? Because Razor's been around for a while now. Um, would you really use something like this, Matt? No. Like, a, <laughs> why would they, why would I need those
1: two things to be the same?
0: Yeah. Um, Night Trap FMV file being released on a GBA card from Limited Run Games is that real or was that fake? The Night Trap stuff.
1: I think that was real. Was it real? That was, I was one of the was, real ones that, that you I, didn't think, I think they're making it. it was like sometimes these these jokes become so popular that companies make them real. Like the the Tauntaun sleeping bag. Oh right, right. Yeah, or the, those... or or uh, dead souls, the 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 yakuza game.
0: You're that right. Was... That's the third category of April Fool's joke, the one that starts as a joke and then becomes real. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there were any. Well, we don't know yet. I guess. Whether any of these are going to end up being real, I kind of no, doubt. I didn't,
2: this one I didn't will see, end see anything take real. off, really. <laughs> yeah. but.
1: Um, and then there's I, no way that razor could get you that eyebrow shape. Yeah. Like that's not like he had. To, you use something else for that. You at least put those through a comb to make sure you didn't shave them completely off. That's not. That doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, on the clever scale. And now, and now like, all your hair is all over the fucking desk, <laughs> yeah. and it's all clogged up in the... Th- like, did you even rinse that thing? Like, how do you do that and uh, then use it? None of that makes... You no, know, there's no way you can make that. On the clever scale, I'd give that about a five. Yeah, that's Out of fine. ten. I mean, the joke is right there in the name of your fucking company. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Um, IGN's joke this year was that voices from the Super Mario Brothers movie... We're going to be put into Mario's games mm. via Nintendo Switch online.
1: Not a good one this sure, year. I just had some good ones in the past. It would not have been this year. It'd been funnier if like it had been closer to when the trailer debuted and people yeah. were still screaming about Chris Pratt. Yeah, but it's people have just sort of adjusted at this point. No one, no one cares.
0: Yep. Um, and then Rocket League had one that I just stumbled upon because over the weekend I played a game. And the chat, how the chat works in the game is you just tap the D-pad in directions to send out chat messages. And if you did that, it was a rick roll. When you would tap, like, mm. normally you tap, like, you can set it up however you want. But for me, I tap left twice. That means good pass. Like, if you would tap left, I mean, you, to, for good pass, it would be, like, never gonna give you up. And if you, would mm. like, tap for, like, good shot, it would be, like, never gonna let you down. And, like, all the commands had the words from the song in it. And it was, at first, I thought it was really dumb, but then people started, like, figuring out what each one was and started using them in the context of the game, and then it became funny.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: if people really screwed up, they people would find the exact perfect line from the song to use. Like, it became funny. It doesn't sound that funny. I actually thought it ended up being funny in practice. Or it was funnier in practice than it was in concept, I guess is the best way I could put it. Um, Overwatch 2 did a bunch of arcade mode-like stuff, for, but it was real. It was actually inside the game, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Baldur's Gate 3 did a rolling cheese wheel. Did you see this one? It's just so mm. weird and avant-garde that I thought it ended up being one of the funnier and more clever ones of all of them. <laughs> the Wheel of Fate has chosen a new champion. Are you good Gouda enough? And then there's just this cheese wheel that just rolls through the gate. Just so I, think a,
1: I think that's a reference to something. It is, yeah. yeah. I don't
0: get it because I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3 yet. but And I haven't played a ton of Baldur's Gate, to be honest with you, to know if maybe it goes back. I'm not to
1: like, sure if it's Baldur's Gate or if it's just DD.
0: Yeah. The rolling cheese wheel.
1: Yeah. It's like know. a DD meme. Le- legendary. Yeah. Um.
0: It was definitely off the cuff and bizarre. So I, I thought that one was pretty clever. Um, and then Hyper X did a fake ad for a new headset called the Cloud 20 that sprayed water in your face. Mm. They didn't make a video of it, though, which is a shame. It was just like a little gif that they had on their Twitter feed. Um, But I thought that was pretty funny. It would have been better if they actually had done something with it. And then Disgaea had a fake dating sim. This is the oldest, most worn out, April Fool's joke of them all. The, The franchise... Turn into a dating sim. There, there have mm-hmm. been probably 12 of these throughout the years where there's this franchise you never would guess would have a dating sim, but here it is. Yeah. Now it's a dating the sim. The
1: irony is that sometimes I think these dating sims would be more popular than the main game. Yeah, it parody. might sell
0: actually better than Disgaea.
1: If, if Dragon <laughs> Age 4 doesn't sell, do a Bioware dating game. Yeah. I. Put- I promise you, I promise that will sell better than Mass Effect Andromeda at the very least.
0: (laughs) And then the final one that was just kind of a fun joke or fake thing that didn't really come to fruition, although this one kind of did and is very clever, is the Street Fighter VI cat battle device. Have you seen this? Yeah. (laughs) It's like a controller for cats, basically, Mm -hmm. so cats can play fighting games. And I found this very funny and very clever. Um Obviously Street Fighter 6 is also pretty close to coming out. So the one thing I will say about this is the middle of the trailer was just like a normal Street Fighter trailer that goes on for like 3 minutes. I've chopped all that out. It I only have the intro and the outro here like cut together because otherwise it they lit and I get it. It's like the whole objective is to try to sell more copies of Street Fighter 6, but I would argue that like they would get would have got better traction if they just had this and they mm. didn't have like because it literally is like a normal trailer. Like here's this mode and here's that mode and it has this and it has that. And then it gets back to the fun stuff here, which is actually really freaking funny. So um, I thought this was probably the best one of all the jokes that were. <laughs> yeah. I have a question, actually. Maybe if you can't answer it, someone else can. Why do so many cats in Japan have the flat face and the cropped
1: ears? Because that's the like basically what cats look like in japan really it yeah.
0: almost looks like they have like down syndrome or something no
1: it's just it's just what they what they ended up like that's what the cat you know the cat with the lucky cat with the whole you know, the beckoning cat statues yeah that's what they're based on oh, that's really? what they look like they have that.
0: flat faces and kind of yeah
1: cropped ears a little bit not always the cropped ears but they they have this now the, looks like a scottish fold to me i don't know if that's actually a japanese thing but there's certain popular cats there it's like my old cat Ozel was def, definitely had um japanese bobtail Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the face with the, with the eyes uh-huh. and, the, and the calico thing. They
0: have bigger eyes, too, a lot of times. And so.
1: they like to be carried around a lot. Mm-hmm. A, their, their early Western Western uh, explorers slash colonists to, uh, to Japan talked about the cats in Japan and how... Uh, you know, to them, cats were mousers and they were like, you know, they were working cats that would be on the docks or in the, yeah. in the, you know, the, and it said the cats here are basically useless and all they want is to be carried around by ladies. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that was my, that was my <laughs> Japanese bobtail calico that was I just want to be carried. I mean, going carried by, my, by me, not a lady, but like, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a there's a look to some of those cats that that is that is there, and pro- some of that's probably just like popularity in terms of that. But like, yeah, I mean, they're on an island. There's mm-hmm. there's going to be some inbreeding. <laughs> in <laughs> is terms that of, what happened? No, I mean not inbreeding. In that there there's something wrong with them, but in terms of like the the breed becomes something that looks a little different. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what's happening. That genetics. But okay, that however did look like at least the, the ears have have a Scottish fold look. I don't know if there's a particular Japanese breed of, of like I that. see them
0: in YouTube videos all the time from Japan. But I think they're just the a po- I
1: think they're just a popular breed there they, they like a certain kind of kawaii i've never know. seen cats like that
0: here ever
1: you don't see scottish folds too much yeah. around it because that the ear that ear thing is bred out very easily it's a recessive trait so any if you're not looking at purebreds you're not going to see that
0: oh interesting
1: um just like the just like the japanese bobtails have the little they don't have no tail they have a tiny the tail little, tiny one. but yeah. like that will go away through a couple if they breed with a tailed cat did so.
0: you know that siamese cats always have a kink in their tail
1: yeah you can't,
0: yeah. some cats, you can't even see it, but if you run your hand there's at the someone, very end, you'll feel a little kink. It's mm-hmm. Really weird. Uh, so, anyway, those were the April Fool's jokes that weren't really real or they're just funny gags or whatever. Now we're going to get to the three things that maybe people thought were jokes, but they actually ended up being real. And Matt already spoiled one of them, which is the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a detective game set in the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. I saw this trailer, I thought for sure it was fake. And I was like, okay, at least it's not a dating sim. It's a murder mystery.
1: Sega <laughs> does tend to go the extra mile for this. It
0: really things. does. And as it turns out, this game is <laughs> real.
1: Why does he have a captain's hat?
0: It's real. <laughs> it is a real detective game where you try to figure out who killed Sonic the Hedgehog. It's they, awesome. They I can't... know their fan base. <laughs> it's so awesome that Sega did this. And as it turns out, I haven't played it, but reviews are saying the game's pretty damn good. Yeah. Have you played it? i have not i haven't downloaded it yet it's also free it's by the free. way yeah so if you want to check it out you totally can i just ran out of time i wasn't able to give it a go but this is awesome like sega great job <laughs> like it's so like again i if someone told me this i said it's totally fake april fool's joke I'm not gonna and they actually actually went the extra mile and made the game winner winner chicken dinner so i'll probably give this a go actually this week Provided I'm not completely swamped. But you're right. Why does he have the
1: captain's <laughs> I mean, something really bad happened on that cruise, apparently. It's... The food, probably. Yeah. Oh, I guess they are on a boat. So that, that, tra- that tracks.
0: Yeah. Emperor Dread says, that's pretty OK. Totally suitable for kids. Uh, Justin Horman, I downloaded this, but I'm not sure when I'll get around to playing it. Detective Game just reminds me that I didn't finish Pentiment and love that game. Yeah, I mean, probably Pentiment if you're going to spend some time on <laughs> a detective game is probably the better uh-huh. choice. Um, but this is anecdotally just probably a little bit of fun.
1: Yeah, this this feels like Ace Attorney-ish.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. It's more tongue-in-cheek than anything else. Um, and then the second one that well, I thought was a joke that actually wasn't, and a lot of people thought was a joke and actually wasn't, is the Asus Rogue Ally, which is a competitor to Steam Deck. Which, Matt, oh, I know yeah. you're just falling over yourself to go buy this thing.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: But at first, people thought this was fake. It's not fake. Is it, it is absolutely was real. Was it cheaper? I, they don't know they've announced the price yet, yeah. but they've already said it's it's going to be almost double the power of Steam Deck, mm. which you wonder then, like, are they going to have cooling problems
1: and all this other How stuff? How powerful does it need to be for a screen that big? Yeah. You know?
0: I, don't, like, I was talking to Pactor about this, about the Pactor episode that went up today. I was talking to him about the Switch 2, and he's like, oh, it's going to be like a PS4 Pro in handheld. And I'm like, why? Like, the screen on a handheld is like seven inches. Like, look at the Switch. Its games look great on that little screen mm-hmm. because it's a little screen. Like, do you really need to go overboard? Are they going to go overboard on the console part of Switch? Yeah, you got to like, balance
1: it with how much it's going to cost
0: and how much battery life. It's yeah. like, I mean, there's so much to consider.
1: Like, I mean, obviously, I would want it to be more powerful and look better because I play it only on a TV. But like, given that the 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 thing that really seems to have sold the Switch is its handheld ability to be able to you know to switch. Mm-hmm. Like, if you you can you can outstrip that. Gimmick, real fast. If you if you go too far in one direction, yeah. I don't know.
0: It's um like again, people saw this. This is totally it's real. This is actually really coming from ASUS. Um, dead in the water.
1: <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I
0: mean, it sure seems like it would be like, why would you buy this instead of a Steam Deck?
1: I don't know why would you buy a Steam Deck. Um, I. You can see its dock is a yeah,
0: little different. It's really just plugging in a cable more than yeah, anything. That's,
1: that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of footprint there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the, the Steam Deck had the advantage of being basically in the front of the storefront of the place everybody buys their PC games. Yeah. Um, this you'd have to seek out more, which mm-hmm. I think is already. You know, a downside. Yeah. Do you? Oh, you just happen to have a giant pocket in your fucking pocket? <laughs> come on. How
0: big was that pocket? And you had that thing shirt? there
1: with no protection, just screen <laughs> rolling around, batting against your fucking keys and coins? Come on, people. Give yeah. me a break. That's not how anybody uses this shit. <laughs> Eric Cartman has 250 There's no way it'll be
0: $250. $700? Rumors have it at almost 700 USD from the Tlimper.
1: Fuck you. That I
0: mean, it's dead on arrival. I don't care how awesome it is.
1: I mean, it does. I'd rather buy a PSVR too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say <laughs> that for someone like me who's kind of looking to upgrade their. For PC.
1: those who dare, is the, yeah, it's yeah. the fucking
0: tagline. <laughs>
1: Probably not the best oh, idea. Boy.
0: We dare you to buy our new handheld. Yeah. What
1: a terrible idea it would be to buy this. <laughs> hey, you better have some courage, son. Yeah, come on. Come on.
0: Yeah. I um I don't see this doing very well if it's at seven hundred dollars. It's dead on arrival. Although it might appeal to people like me who are kind of looking to maybe upgrade their PC and doesn't don't want to spend. like... It's called the Rog Ally. Rogue,
1: yeah. Rogue. rogue. It rogue. says Rog. R O G is ROG. I'm sorry. Well,
0: Rog is um or rogue is also a name that they use for their monitors.
1: They're right. they're like high-end
0: monitors or whatever. I've always thought it was uh rogue, though. It
1: probably is, but that's that's
0: phonetically ROG. The, the yeah, it should have the, the, oh. yeah, the line
1: over the O. Yeah.
0: Uh, so anyway, there it is. The Asus Rogue ROG Ally. Um no uh, the Republic of
1: Gamers, name? yes. What do you say? The Republic of Gamers, that's oh. what it stands for. Oh. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so anyway, we don't know how much it's going to cost. Rumors say seven hundred bucks. We don't have a release date for it yet, but it's really hard for me to think that there's a, a big market for that. No, I, it's like people are just going to trust Steam and Valve before they trust ASUS. It's just, yeah,
1: I for sure. Yeah, so
0: we'll see how that goes. But I, I don't like if you're gun- going to so. if
1: you're going to gun to my head buy one of these stupid things. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get the Steam Deck.
0: Yep. Um, and then the final April Fool's the joke. integration
1: with Steam alone is going to make it more user friendly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, And then the final April Fool's joke from 2023 uh, that actually was
0: legitimate was PUBG. PUBG always has an April Fool's joke, and it always has something to do with chickens. And lo and behold, once again, Mm. um, they basically launched this brand new Battle Royale mode for, for a limited time that just is filled with insanity. There's gigantic chickens. There's just all these random elements that they put into it. I don't know why they take these away they should probably just leave this stuff in there. Yeah, though.
1: like I think you need every advantage you can get at this point, <laughs> PUBG, because this is the first time I've heard about you since last April Fool's. It's
0: the only thing that keeps him relevant still. Let's be honest. Yeah. it's it's had his lunch eaten by every other battle
1: royale at this point. Like, like I forget, like, it's still a thing, right? And well, it used to be the only thing anyone ever talked about. Uh, it was huge. Well, I mean, want well, to well, talk about things you never think can fall and then right, are suddenly are
0: But you know, what player unknown, very very wealthy thanks to PUBG. He mm-hmm. he's he's made his money for sure off of this idea, which is great. Because a lot of times people who come up with this stuff aren't the ones who make all the money off of it. And in his case, it did work out that way. He is rich beyond his wildest comprehension, thanks to PUBG. Uh, But you're right. It has become basically irrelevant, and the only time we ever talk about it anymore is on April Fool's Day. (laughs) Literally, the only time we ever talk about PUBG anymore. Is when we talk about gaming April Fool's jokes. So there you go. That's at least what I think are the only April Fool's jokes, jerks, (laughs) jokes worth discussing. Did you see anything out there that even outside of games, maybe that?
1: Um, there are just like weird, not like things that had effort put into them. Mm -hmm. Just like oh, here's a screen, here's a shot of the guy who used to play Foggy in the Netflix Daredevil. He was on set yesterday, but it's a shot from a old Netflix Daredevil set. Right. It's like just trying to trick people. Yeah. I didn't see Those it. are the lamest ones. Yeah, lines. I didn't
0: see anything particularly clever. I was going to pull an April Fool's joke on my wife, and <laughs> I got to the point where I was about to do it, and I just bailed. <laughs> I'm like, why, why, why am I going to try to manipulate my wife for a laugh? And I just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the next day, she was like, what happened? Because I told her the day before, I'm like, I'm going to get you with an April Fool's joke tomorrow. She's like, no, don't do that. And so I didn't. And then the next day, she's like, "What happened to your April Fool's joke?" All and right. I was like, "I had pity got on ya. you." <laughs> <laughs> got ya, got <laughs> ya. I was like, "I, guess I had there pity was,
1: on you." There was one I saw as a board game one, but it was like uh, one of the major YouTube channels like did a fake video of a video of like, "Oh, we're partnering up to make a gaming table, mm-hmm. but we're making it out of it's called folded space. They make inserts for organized organizi- But they use foam core, so they actually built." a gaming table out of foam core. Oh, wow. Which is funny because it would never hold anything, you know, it's yeah, too weak yeah. to, but it was, they did like a whole ad for like the folded space dice tower yeah. uh, gaming table, which is, it's funny if you know, if you've ever handled the folded space stuff and it barely holds together as it is, that is a funny idea. And they put the effort into making it. That was that was the, that's the thing is you always want you, when they when they put the effort into doing a physical thing or or making the video or doing like it's like okay you you plan this out you spent a couple weeks putting this together and and you know editing it and producing it like I appreciate that it's yeah. not just like some dumb lie
0: that they hope yeah. people fall for. It's like somebody like you know they'll be like oh so and so bought blah 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 yeah. like PlayStation like when bought- I was. A-
1: Rock star. When I was like, a kid, I remember no,
0: like never, no one's ever gonna believe no. that. When I was like, a kid, it used
1: to be things like like oh go go in and you know your grandpa's a big forty nine er fan. Go in and tell your grandpa that Joe Montana died. Right, and it's just like <laughs> like you think now you're like ruin
0: grandpa's why? day. Is that,
1: why would you do that? Like <laughs> it makes someone miserable. That's why I bailed on it with my wife. Yeah. I'm like
0: why would I do that? Why would I make her feel bad? Like
1: pointlessly mean. It really is. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I didn't really see any good ones out in yeah. the wilds, either. My favorite my favorite game one of all time is still uh, Shang Long. Yeah. Like, but kind of started... All, I mean, Akuma exists because of that I, EGM April Fool's. Yes, I mean, EGM had the best April Fool's jokes back yeah. then. I mean, they actually yeah. come up with stuff that you might you would believe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people. I, there were people in the arcades trying to do that for, for months <laughs> after that. <laughs> and, like, they wouldn't believe you when you said that it wasn't real. Like, they're like, no, I saw the pictures. I'm like, the pictures are we're part fake. of the thing that <laughs> isn't real. Like... <laughs>
0: Back then, though, people thought they saw a picture of something. I mean, let's be honest, Matt. There are still people today that think if they see a picture of something, that it's real.
1: Yeah. Like, they're just that gullible. Yeah. And, like, people... I remember... Because one of the... The thing about the IGM, or the, the EGM Shenlong thing is you had to, like... You had to get to the it end of the... game. You had to get to the end of the game without ever being touched. Yeah. Like, perfects all the way through. And then you had to lose to Bison... On a draw, right? so you both draw like three times in a row? Which is impossible. And then yeah. But the thing is, like, that requires it to be played single player. And like, people would come into our like the arcade I worked at and try to do it. And like, other people come and want to play. Like, don't don't play me. I'm doing the. Chang- yeah. Like that's not a really-. one time. This one guy who just would not stop trying to do that Everybody else wanted to push fucking play Street Fighter. And like, yeah. one, the biggest guy Zach just picked him up and threw him out of the store. <laughs> and like we went, we, we all went back to playing Street Fighter.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, so, there you go. That's April Fool's in the gaming industry for 2023. Next up, we're going to talk about a game that Matt has been playing this week. Um, another Metroidvania, basically, yes. in today's episode. It is a game called Nine Years of Shadows. Mm-hmm. It plays. There's a color dynamic in this game, right? Uh, it sorta. goes from, like, monochrome to, like, color a lot.
1: Um, no, not not much. Really? And only in the beginning, really. Oh, okay. Um it does deal with color, but not like that. So, uh, it takes place in. It's like the world has been in some kind of post apocalyptic situation where all the color went out of it, and like a bunch of people died. People went crazy because there's no color in the world anymore. Mm. And you play this girl who, um, has been around forever. I've been around, for, like, through all of it. Her parents died during the, the initial outbreak of the black and white plague or whatever. And, um,. And she goes to this castle where it's believed, she has tra- figured out, like, this is where all of it's coming from, where it all originated, and gets her ass kicked by the demon there, but then meets this bear, floating bear spirit thing, and he brings the color back to her, and the color comes back to the castle in general, and everybody in the castle is like, oh, wow, it's color again, you brought the color back, you're the one who can, you're the one who can stop this, uh-huh. so you have to go through, basically, through the castle, and, um... You know fight all these monsters that are basically ruining the world it's 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 and uh, the point is be- is the art the point is the art style like the art is very imaginative and colorful. Um, the colors come into play because as you can see, she gets different armors that are different colors, and the colors line up with um the doors, the, with right? the doors and the enemy types. So like you'll see an enemy surrounded by yellow, you want to use the electric armor for that. you you'll do bonus damage against an enemy if you're using the right color against How
0: them. do you swap through those
1: left bumper and
0: Okay, so and you can it's, swap it's, through it's, them on the fly. Oh, yeah,
1: any any time. Okay. Yeah, so you get four of them, you get a yellow one, a gr- a blue one, a green one and a red one. Okay. Um all different elements and you, you see them all here. You can also have the bear shoot stuff. So the and one of the one of the interesting things about it is um You'll see in the gameplay segments, um, you have a life bar up in the top as you usually do. However, that life bar works a different way than you might expect. So uh, it's your light or like light power or whatever. So you can use you can use that up when you get hit, but you can also use it up by sh- having the bear shoot light bolts. Oh really? And you, and you need you <laughs> aim it with the right stick and you fire it with the trigger. And um, you need to use that to destroy certain crystal formations and to activate certain abilities and certain, like, switches and things. And the trick is that drains your life. And if your, your life goes down to nothing, the next hit will take away one of your, these little gems in the, in the life bar, mm-hmm. and you lose two of those and you die. Oh, but okay. to get, So to get the light back, you can do there's one of two things. You can either hit enemies. A little bit of light force comes back every time you hit an enemy. Or if you're completely out of it, Uh, You can hug the bear, and you will get, like, two-thirds of your life (laughs) back. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of a a method of balancing those things. Um, So you can, like, use it up and, like, get hit real hard, but then you can get it back pretty quick. But you need, like, it takes time to hug the bear, so you're kind of defenseless when that happens. Oh, interesting. You kind of got to pick your moments. Like, you are not going to hug the bear during a boss fight generally like you're Mm -hmm. gonna get nailed if you try to do that so you gotta be better at it there's usually and there's like a certain type of this like ball there's like type of worm stuff and if you hit it you get light energy back so sometimes bosses will shoot like balls of that worm stuff or whatever so if you can hit it you'll get life back so like there's like balances of like okay if you get hit hurt during the boss battle you gotta like start hitting the projectiles they send at you to get that back so you have enough because then like when they start getting clever you're going to be like okay so he attacks things and you have to hit the hit some of the some of the projectiles are deadly and some of them are that worm thing which you have to hit to get the light energy back because the next fa- next thing he does is jump at you and once you dodge it he's got crystal things on him and if you can destroy all the crystal things before he pulls off the screen again he falls down and can be hit uh, so okay. you're kind of it's like a puzzle thing a little bit interesting um and so it becomes very quickly apparent that there's a bunch of people in this castle, and they're all musicians. It's all very music-oriented. You um, know,
0: stages that you come across where there's yeah. people performing. Yeah,
1: and they're, they're in, like, the middle of the, of the map is this stage. And as you rescue people, musicians, they go back and they, like, basically are playing, pre- preparing to play a concert. The guy who upgrades your, 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 your equipment is, like, the saxophone player. Um, everything is music. Your upgrades are all done through different colored musical notes that you gather around the castle and stuff. Um, there's a there's a big music element to it, um, and that's kind of that's kind of the basis of it. Um, it's as you can see, uh, visually, it's it's using kind of the 16 bit like or more you know Symphony of the Night inspired. Mm-hmm. It's very it's Symphony of the Night inspired. I mean, yeah. even by in term, even you can see there that the 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 life is going down as you shoot the the bear stuff, and um, even by the standards of modern Metroidvania games, this is a Symphony of the Night homage yeah in, in in a lot of which is of a good thing oh uh, yeah for by sure. the way it, it, we're, not, it, we're, we're not
0: disparaging the game by saying that
1: it works very well there should be more of those yeah um and uh it's it's got kind of a it's kind of got, got an apocalyptic vibe to it because your character is a little hopeless but there's also some metroid too like she gets in elevators and then it shows her as the elevator like kind of looking down like samus does like with her eyes closed and she's thinking about how all the things people that in are chat, gushing over this matt it's very
0: Hero nice. Dolls said he found it by chance on Steam's front page and bought it almost instantly. Lots yeah. of people in chat saying, "I've never seen this before. And I'm buying it like right now."
1: So the one, so here's, I, I, there's one caveat. Um, I have played this game about two and a half hours. Okay. I wish I'd played it more like ten. The reason I haven't is this fucking thing crashes constantly. Really? I get Unity memory cr- out of memory crashes oh, no. on this all the time. I have lost. 15 progress. to 20, 30 minutes of progress. sometimes Because the save points are actually pretty far apart. Eww. And it's not that hard to survive. The problem is the game crashes and I haven't saved in 20 right. minutes. Right. So I have kind of stopped playing. They've upgraded, updated a couple times and I think it's Windows 11.
0: Is this PC-only right now? It's also
1: on Switch. Okay. So you can so get it on PC Switch, and it, right it does now? not have the crash problem on Switch, really? as far as I can tell. That's it. This is, this is a Unity problem on Windows. It seems to be Windows 11. Wow. And it is, it is talked about in the discussion board on Steam. Like, you know, the, the the developers know about it. They just haven't fixed it yet. And it just happens constantly. And I had, to, I had to stop. I really like this game. It's really good.
0: So you're recommending, then, if you have a Switch, buy it on Switch?
1: I would say get it on Switch just because... It doesn't seem to have the same technical problems as far as I can I can tell from reading like online discussions.
0: Have you got any updates from the developers? As far they as they have like
1: not said anything about the crashing. They've really? done they've done an, uh, an update or two, but it hasn't fixed whatever this is. And I've tried running it as an administrator. I've tried you know com- Windows compatibility things. It just doesn't. It's it, it's always the same thing. It freezes and a little window pops up in the middle with a Unity crash handler thing, uh-huh. and then it goes away, and then the thing goes to black. Wow, and it's over. that is I have had that happen. I haven't seen a 2D game like that more times than I can count. Years, like, like 20, 20, between twenty and thirty times. Jeez. Um, and as a testament to the game that I keep trying to play. But wait, is that anyway. only for Windows 11? Because most people are still on Windows 10. I think it's probably a Windows 11 thing because I have people. I know people who are playing it on Windows 10 and have not had this problem. Oh, okay. they, they have some That's crashing. I'm
0: glad we. It has some. That.
1: It has some day one crashes, but like I said, it's Windows it seems to be Windows 11 specific. because even the people i know who have had a couple crashes have not had the crashes the way i do they're always when they go to like save or like menu stuff or whatever this thing just crashes on me at any random time like there's no pattern to when it happens um you see the metroid like map there yeah and sometimes it happens like i've been playing for five minutes sometimes it happens after i've been playing for half an hour i wouldn't play it at all if that happened so i don't blame you. So if that ever gets fixed properly, uh, you know. He, have you easy had other issues
0: with Windows 11, Matt? In games? No, no? That's, that's the, the only first
1: one? one. At least that I'm aware that was a Windows 11. I mean, well, I, I, again, on Windows 10 too. Again, I do not know for sure it's a Windows 11 thing, but it seems an awful coincidence that the only people it only I've has seen, problems
0: on Windows. 11. The only
1: people I've seen complaining about it are saying Windows 11.
0: Yeah, Eric um, Carmena, Switch beats PC again.
1: <laughs> and uh, you can see you have a, you have a back dash um the uh and like things get pretty crazy like like the second armor you get is is this Poseidon armor and you when you're in the water you can transform into a mermaid and swim around and yeah, like yeah, I die saw that. and yeah. jump out of the water and you know there's like platforming sections where you're literally jumping from waterfall to waterfall like, yeah the stuff. there's some moments in this game for real man yeah.
0: like i was just like scrubbing through the b-roll and i was like wow like there's definitely some moments where i was
1: like oh mm-hmm. Music's really good. It's all, it's, all, it's all great. It just crashes. It just all the crashes. Time. Um, Do you regret no. installing Windows 11? No. No? No. I mean, I didn't install Windows 11. It came like that. Right, right. Your
0: relative um, built the PC for you. Here's yeah. a stage that Matt was talking about earlier. Yeah,
1: so those the two in the middle there upgrade your, your health and life when you get enough of the different colored notes. With a clear Winton Marsalis reference, there's a bunch of music and jokes in this game. Oh. Yeah. Um, interesting it's uh it's cool like it's not like anything else and really that I can th- I mean obviously it's a Metroid game but like it's just got it's got it's own verve yeah. that I really I can, like
0: I think everybody can see it looking at the B-roll
1: mm-hmm. some of the bosses are really clever early on they're not they're kind of like straightforward but eventually you're like oh you want me to do this oh okay I get it I get it and you do it and you're like okay now do don't do it again at the t- two at the same time yeah. I mean, that was, that's one of the early ones that happens it's, it's
0: it seems like some of the enemies maybe are damage sponges uh, or is it just you need to find the exact it's cause right you need, attack?
1: It's because you need the um, the right colored armor. Gotcha. Like something that if you're fighting something that's glowing yellow in a non in the non yellow outfit, you're gonna have to do double as many hits. Basically, okay. like it's it really. And some of them, like if you got running into a guy with a particular colored shield, like any any armor not that color is not even gonna damage it. No damage at all. Like, you're going to have to jump up and hit him in the head for, like, two damage for, like, four... To get over the shield. Like, the first time you get a new... uh, uh, An armor type that they show you there's a guy with a big yellow glowing shield and the only way to hit him is to jump up above his head and hit him in the head like seven eight times until he dies uh-huh. then you go past him you get that armor and then you come back out and the same guy and is there again his and it's like okay now do it like this and it's uh-huh. like oh okay i got and you have so you have a you do have extra like attacks you have like your your standard combo but then if you hit the y button at the end of it you get a big swing that like cleaves them which can can finish them off and then the
0: game does a good job you can hold like there's a move where you hold
1: you can hold down you learn eventually you hold down the attack button and once it charges up you do like a really fast Mm multi-combo and you can do that in mid-air too so if you got a guy with a weak spot up here you can do that up there and hit him a few times rather than like only once yeah um just having to keep jumping every time obviously some sailor moon influence here a little bit yeah um yeah it's really cool
0: how much is it
1: uh i want to say it was 15 oh wow but it might have been a launch that's day a good price deal. this might be 20 might be I, 20 I, now
0: i mean i'm guessing that's fair to you
1: yeah i i i mean i paid way more than that for symphony of the night yeah this is uh maybe not going to be go down in history as symphony of the night but it's it's comparable
0: yeah and my guess is eventually too you'll this will come out for other platforms as i would think so there's, there's no
1: reason it shouldn't come out for everything i would think yeah
0: it's built on unity it's not hard to get it on other platforms as well but right yeah, now I, it's only PC i and ma- Switch.
1: yeah i imagine that's more team size than yeah. compatibility
0: so you would say i'm guessing hold off on buying it on pc but buy it on switch if you can uh yeah unlike, or I mean, windows
1: 10 i mean uh, if you're on windows 10 it seems to be okay okay um also yeah feral makes a good point there are no level you don't level up in this game like, you get more items and you get more abilities, but it is purely skill-driven. Oh, okay. Like, you do not- you cannot over-level your enemies. You have to be good at it. You have to it. be better than them. Yeah. I'm okay is, with that. Which I like. That's yeah. A, that's a, I appreciate that. So not super.
0: But you also, you get new ability. Yeah. that just kind of levels. That's
1: the, up. Met, well, that's the Metroid part. Yeah. As, as opposed to Symphony of Night, where, you, you know, if you level Alucard up enough, he can just steamroll anything. Right. Yeah. And that is not the case in this. You are, you are always going to be challenged a little bit because anyone, anything can kill you in like four hits. Yeah. You, it doesn't you, seem
0: like it takes too many. No. Shots before you get, uh, before you, you die. And what happens when you die? You only go back to save points?
1: You go back to the last save point. So there's no checkpoints. Uh, I don't think so. No. no? I don't remember any. I haven't actually died that much. I yeah. m- Mostly just crash. And yeah. when you crash, you definitely go back to the last <laughs> save point. <laughs> That's for sure.
0: Uh, so, 15 or 20 bucks. Switch or PC. Yeah. Um, buy it on Switch if you can. I would say or go. Windows. Yeah, I'd say Windows go 10, Switch. Your, you I okay. can't
1: imagine Switch performance is going to be any different, really. Yeah. it's It's not an demanding game. It's yeah. just very pretty. Yeah. Oh, here's the, here's, there's the attack. There's that, like, charge attack. Yep. So, and that's the worm. The stuff up top there were the worm things that give you your energy back.
0: Okay. So. so again, this is called Nine Years. Is it Shadow or Shadows? Shadows. Nine Years of Shadows. So I totally screwed up in the lower third there. It's actually Nine Years of Shadows, in not Shadow, and it's available. It looks like it's already coming to PC and Xbox eventually, or PS. Yeah, and Xbox. I think it.
1: I think so. I it just it's only as far as I know, it's only Switch and PC right now, and those
0: other platforms will follow later yeah. on. So. Uh, but it's
1: something to put on your radar, at least. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And we're, I'm always game to get turned on to new Metroidvanias. And I think most people are as well. Mm-hmm. So um, this is the Metroidvania episode. Yeah, I know
1: of Me- I know Metroidvanias are kind of like done to death in the indie space. But like every once in a while, you get something like this. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's all worth it.
0: It's different. I could tell yeah. immediately as soon as I checked it out, it was different. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. That's hard. It's hard to find games that are different these days Especially ones that are built on an existing template Like a Metroidvania So, um, Again, that's uh, Nine Years of Shadows Pick it up if you can Our last topic Is a game that I played A ton of this week And it's a game that I typically do not play a lot of And last year when I played it I could hardly play it at all And this year I had a breakthrough And that game is MLB The Show 23 Matt, I don't know if you remember last year I tried to play this game, and I could not hit the ball.
1: I remember that, yeah.
0: I could not hit the ball. I played it for an entire, like, weekend last year. I could never make contact with the ball. And the first thing I'm going to
1: say about this is... Oh, uh, very Gooster, I will say, I think Nine Years of Shadows is better than Bloodstained. Oh! Whoa, 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 what? Yeah. I like it better than Bloodstained, partly because it lacks the levels, because it's more of a pure Castlevania. Wow.
0: Those are some big words. The, the, the
1: mechanics are more, much more interesting.
0: Wow. I'm definitely playing it now, because I freaking love Bloodstained.
1: Okay. I like Bloodstained a lot. I just, this, this there's a snappiness to this game and a purity to how the combat works without the level stuff, just pure, like you can do this, good luck. That really works.
0: Okay, that's big words.
1: I just wish it stopped crashing.
0: <laughs> okay, back to, <laughs> back to MLB The Show 23. Again, last year, I had big time problems making contact with the ball. And the best thing that they did in this game this year is that when you boot it up, they make you choose how you want to play the game. And they have very clear definitions of what each thing does. And right out of the gate, Matt, I was able to set this up to play this game like I played baseballs on the baseball games on the Super Nintendo. Once I set up the control scheme so that it was just like every baseball game I had ever played, I loved this game. It, MLB is an amazing franchise. Also, one thing I should bring up here, this B-roll is from PlayStation 5, but this is also available on Game Pass again. Yeah. Which is just insane. And that is definitely how I would play it. Right. Yeah, I mean, why buy this? If you have an Xbox, you should absolutely, you should be buying or just playing it on Game Pass instead of paying for it. But if you're a PlayStation owner, this game is still worth the money. So first thing that happens when you boot up the game is they walk you through everything. How do you want to bet? How do you want to pitch? How do you want to field the ball? And you set it up exactly how you want. I did that, and it was a revelation. I Now I love this franchise, Matt. It is really amazing. Like, once you get it to play, how you are familiar with playing baseball games. The big addition to this year's game, as you're seeing right now, is the Negro Leagues. And at first, I was like, oh, what does that mean? Like, Satchel Paige is going to be a player that you can play as. Like, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal it is more than a big deal. It completely transforms the game and paints the entire game. So, the cinematic that you saw at the beginning there, that's just the cinematic for the game itself. They're in like a jazz club and they explain how baseball, oddly enough, Matt, almost helped create jazz or Mm -hmm. at least gave, I think, jazz its name, I think. I had never heard the story.
1: Yeah, it's all tied together.
0: Yeah, and so I learned something like in the opening to MLB Mm -hmm. the show and then... And that that whole opening cinematic is sprinkled with the Negro League stuff. And then you actually play the Negro League's mode. And it is amazing. So you get to play as these legends. Some of the Negro League players did make it into MLB Mm -hmm. eventually. Like two or three of the biggest ones. But most of them didn't. But all their stories are incredible. Like all of them. Like just the Negro Leagues in general are, are the, the story behind it is amazing. And it's like a, the game is like a mini documentary about the Negro Leagues. Mm-hmm. I learned
1: still a, a way underknown. Yes.
0: Not anymore, man, because it makes learning this fun and exciting. So basically how it's set up is once you go and through And it's a story. It is it, it's it's a, a good story. It's amazing. So I am again. I am Conflict shocked. in
1: baseball? Who knew?
0: I am shocked how much
1: this game has affected me. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I didn't know like until uh, you know very recently that they were really leaning. And I thought we we're going to add the teams or right. whatever me the players. Too. But like the fact that they turned it into kind of a campaign. Yes. is a whole different thing.
0: So the the road to the show is still there. You can still start out as a major league player and make your way to the big leagues and blah blah blah. But this is like the second campaign mode now. And how it works is. After the initial introduction where they explained to you what the Negro Leagues were and, like, who the key players were, then you start, you can choose from eight different players that were the legends of the Negro Leagues. And once you choose a player, you have a series of kind of quests that you have to play through and complete before you can unlock another one for play. And it's very simple. Like, you know, in a game, drive in a run, hit a home run in the next game. There's these very simple things. And they're not, like... They're not a pushover, but they are easier than the rest of the game. And I think that's absolutely the right call. Like, people shouldn't have to struggle to learn about the Negro Leagues in this game. Because I'll be honest with you, Matt, I, had, I knew hardly nothing about it. And I think I can probably speak for 95% of people who play video games who also know nothing about the Negro Leagues. And it is an amazing story. The Negro Leagues were better than the Major Leagues. Yep. The, pl- the players were better. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was better. But obviously, due to, due to racial issues, and I'll say another thing about it, Matt. It is nice to play a product that embraces black history. Mm-hmm. Because right now, around our country, we have politicians trying to outlaw black history. Yeah, can you even buy this game in Florida? Right. Can you buy this game in Florida? <laughs> yeah. You may not. I bet you if you took this game into a school, they'd throw it out in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting what is happening right now to black history. This game is like, you know what? F you, Florida. We're going to celebrate this stuff. It is awesome. I cannot believe. And then so I start doing and I start playing the game and I can play it now. And it is an amazing baseball game. Have you ever really got into MLB the show before? Yeah.
1: I, used to play, I played it. There was a period of time where I get it every year and play the road to the show thing. It like has I, never
0: happened for me. And now that I've got the control set up to where I can play it, I love it. Like, I don't really even like baseball that much. Like, mm-hmm. I never watch it on TV. Like, when I was a kid growing up, I played four sports. Baseball was actually my best sport. Mm-hmm. And I also enjoyed playing baseball the most because what I liked about baseball was you never knew if you were going to be involved in the play. Like football, as soon as they snap the ball, and if they ran to the other side of the field, you're just kind of standing there watching them run to the other side of the field. Basketball, if nobody passes you the ball, you're not doing anything. Before every pitch in baseball, you have no idea if that ball is going to be hit to you. If it's going to be a line drive, if it's going to be like a grounder, like so every pitch when you play baseball, you're on edge. You're sitting there, you're broke, you're in your breakdown position and you're like, man, this ball could come to me on a rope or it could go to right field. Like the, the unknowing of baseball mm-hmm. was really compelling to me when I was younger. I really enjoyed playing it. And it was my best sport as far as like compared to everybody else that I was playing with. I was always an all star. I always went to regionals. I played mm-hmm. in
1: AAU. Like Yeah, I get I, I get that. Like the like one of the things I like one of the things I like about anything in anything really is the potential. Is the the, the way you look at something you're like, oh anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Potential's there. Ha- I feel that sometimes, like like playoff NFL games, when I used yeah. to go watch it, like Lawrence's house and stuff, but like like that early, right before kickoff or right in the early first quarter, you're like wow, anything could happen. Like we could yeah. go anywhere. Baseball does that every play, pitch. every every pitch, pitch. Yep. and it's like, like I get you know, and yes, it is slow and it can be boring. They're speeding and like, it up. The other thing too are, is
0: they changed it. There's now a pitch clock in, right. so they can't scratch their balls from the, for and like the 10 bases are bigger anymore. and the bases are bigger. <laughs> I did not see the pitch clock in this game no i don't know if it's hidden somewhere i don't know if they didn't put it in i never I saw know. it anywhere
1: generally i feel like when you're playing a baseball video game you are not delaying as much look, as you real don't need players. it do. you don't need it no. but
0: still you would think it would be in there right like i literally you'll see in the b-roll i do not if anyone sees the pitch clock anywhere in here let me know. know that
1: might have been too recent to, to maybe end, but maybe it'd be weird though because it's supposed to be this year Authentic. right? Yeah. yeah
0: it's already happening yeah like the season's already kicked off and they're already the bases using the look clock.
1: any bigger to you No. Not really. I think it's only
0: second base that they made bigger. They're
1: all bigger. They all made them a little bigger, yeah. it's home
0: home place not, though, for pitching purposes, I'm guessing? No, no, it didn't change the
1: strike zone, but the the, the bags are bigger. Okay.
0: And they're only bigger by, like, two inches. It's hard to believe that you would think that that would make that much of a difference, but apparently it does.
1: You see some of those plays, and, like, yeah, inches matter. Yeah, it
0: does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this game is just loaded to the gills with modes. As I said, there's the road to the show, which is the normal campaign mode. Ken Griffey provides like the context and like all the production values in this are just crazy. Like all the big announcers that they get there provide insight. It always actually matches up to stuff. One thing I would say is the commentary in the Negro league stuff did not always match up. Mm. Some of the stuff that they mentioned are things that are only relevant like now and weren't mm. relevant back in the Negro league's time. So they didn't like rework some of the play by play stuff.
1: Not a lot of Coke sponsorships no. back then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so that was one kind of thing that I noticed that was a little bit off. But otherwise, man, this game is just loaded. There's the road to the show. There's Diamond Dynasty, which is the online dynasty mode. There's March to October. There's your typical franchise mode. There's the challenge of the week. There's the moments mode where they just set up these scenarios that you play through. There's home run, home run derby. There's exhibitions. You can just jump straight to the postseason. You can set up custom leagues. You can play online co-op. It is insane what is in this game. And I never cared about it before because I couldn't play it. And now that I can, I do care about all of it. It's just really good. Like, you can just see the years and years Mm -hmm. of the iteration coming to bear. the
1: The show has always been one of the top, secretly one of the top sports games in terms of, like, getting it all in there and getting it all done. I admit I have kind of been checked out of it for like. I played. I think I played it last year. I definitely played it last year because of the Game Pass thing. I hadn't bought it in a few years after that. The, the Negro League thing will definitely get me back in, mm-hmm. um, especially now that I see that they've handled it with. They've made it kind of the centerpiece of the game. Yes. That's that's much more interesting to me than just adding that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I
0: thought they were going to do too. I'm like, oh, they're just going to add a player here or there, and like that'll be it. Yeah, but I feel nope.
1: like I feel like they didn't really talk that up enough. No, nope, I agree. Like,
0: they, I they, if, they are I, actually if you go and like look like, on the game page on Sifted. There are, like, five trailers for Negro Leagues like mm. that they've put out. But for whatever reason, like I guess I just tune out the franchise. Because I'm like, I can't really play it. I suck uh-huh. at it. It doesn't change that much. And I should have paid more attention to it this year, and I did not. And I regret that, but I'm glad now that I gave it a go because I'm really enjoying it. And it is really a quality product. And also, it is pretty mind-blowing that this game is available on Xbox when it is made by an internal Sony studio. It's still... The the sting of that still has not worn off for me. It like I, it's still crazy to go on Game Pass and like play a game and see the PlayStation logo mm-hmm. come up on your Xbox. Yeah, control- it's really bizarre.
1: Controller Zen is saying that baseball they've shaved forty minutes off of each game now. It's twenty five minutes. But the, well, they, they're saying he's saying forty minutes. Like, the games are about average forty minutes shorter. That's not true. It's twenty five.
0: Yeah. But still, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've been re- I, I listen to sports talk all day, and they talk about it. Over and over again about the Pirates, which are just pathetic. Um, and it's 25 minutes so far throughout the season. They've cut 25 minutes per game mm. off of the game just by instituting the pitch clock. And there's mm. only been like a handful of violations so far in the first like mm. five days of the season or whatever. The bases
1: so, are three inches wider. Three inches wider. 18 inches instead of 15. And
0: it makes apparently a world of difference because the, st- the stolen bases are stolen way bases up as are, well. A yeah,
1: hundred times or something no, that's, like No, it's, it's not a hundred
0: times, but it's a lot. It's gone up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's just those numbers are from Grapefruit League down in Florida, like preseason stuff. But yeah, the numbers so far is hard to believe. It's almost like it's the suggestion. Cause it look, it's an inch and a half on each side. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't make that big of a difference. I think it's just encouraging people to try to steal more and they're finding yeah. out, you know what? I can actually steal more than I thought I could steal. <laughs> steal bases. So um again, MLB the show, twenty three. It is um, available for PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One and Xbox Series, and Switch. Um, So no matter who you are, unless you're a PC gamer, and I'm surprised it isn't available for PC. I don't know why.
1: Well, we definitely don't want some of those glitches in this one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Not
1: everybody getting wet randomly. We don't need that.
0: (laughs) But it is really, really good. I'm really impressed with MLB The Show 23 Mm -hmm. and the Negro League stuff. Amazing um i wish more games did stuff like that particularly sports games mm-hmm. went back into the history of the sport a little bit more it doesn't even have to be about like negro leagues and inequality and stuff like that just it's like you know last week i was talking about how football used to be so different in the 70s with terry yeah. bradshaw and how much more violent
1: it used to be it'd be like, fun to see madden get into kind of the history of the game and the different ways the game was played even going back to like the leather caps and the, yeah. the old days or just going back to where you could body slam a like quarterback the... and not get a penalty yeah like i mean i think there's there's like there's absolutely, I think there would be absolutely interest in like a, a like an NFL Decades mode, mm-hmm. where you kind of have those different yeah. versions of the game you can choose to play. Yeah, I'd love it. Yep. Yeah, even just in like episodes, like they did here. Yeah. Maybe like the other
0: thing too with football. Back in the seventies and eighties, a quarterback was busy if he threw the ball twenty times in a game. Mm. Back in the seventies, most quarterbacks threw the ball ten to fifteen times a game, and they just ran the ball the whole game. It was just completely that's like different.
1: have a quarter now or something. Yeah, like it, yeah. It's it's like. I would love to see, like, I because, you know, you know I'm not a sports person. Yeah. I, don't, I don't watch sport. I don't really care about mm-hmm. professional sports and, and pay attention to it. But I do love, like, the 30 for 30 documentaries and, like, the, the stories of, like, the, the dramatic stories of sports. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't care about following the whole season, but, like, the, the, the conflicts the and, and triumphs and... and failures of sports are fascinating to me because they're a very human thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like... It's weird to me that games, sports games have so consistently failed to capture that and capitalize on that. Like you could get me to buy Madden every year if you could deliver something on the level of that 30 for 30 experience. If
0: there's off the field stuff, that's as good. Like there was a a Wii football game, American football game called iShield 21. And it was a motion controlled football game where you like ran in the first person. You dodged with like the motion controls. But in between games, it was an anime because it is in manga mm-hmm. or an anime. I can't
1: remember yeah. which. Yeah, it is. There's sports manga are huge. Yeah, and it was there.
0: driven by a story. They've never done that in America. I don't mm-hmm. know why I agree with you. I've been asking for it for forever. So maybe this will spur it on. This has two campaign modes in it. That's a first for sports games as far as yeah. I can remember. So yeah. it's a good step in the right direction. Um, I would buy this at full price, no question. El Guapo 3385 is asking, how's the character creator? It's insane. I gave up. There was too many options. (laughs) I literally gave up. I was like, I'm good. Like, I need to Mm -hmm. record this B-roll. Like, I was really busy or what. And I didn't even spend as much time with it as I wanted to or should have. It was that deep. I just was like, oh, this is too much. Mm -hmm. I'll just use this prefab guy that the game created for me. So, yeah, the creative character is great. And Mm -hmm. then you can use that creative character, like, throughout the whole game. Like, again, this is one of those franchises where they've just been iterating on it for so long that almost every part of it is peerless at this point. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fun with it. For the first time, I enjoyed a baseball game, and I don't know <laughs> how long. That's a big deal to me. So MLB The Show 23, mm-hmm.
1: two thumbs up from your boy Shane. Yeah, Very Gooster says, what's my favorite 30 for 30? Um, either the Auburn versus Alabama rivalry episode, because my dad was a huge, my Auburn, dad was a fan. huge Auburn fan, so I, I'm familiar with all that, or uh, the best that never was. Which, which one was that that's about it's about basically athletes who were huge amazing in like high school or, or early career and got hurt and never never had the career that everybody knows they would uh, have if they didn't get hurt and the one of the focuses is i can't remember his name but he was a high school football like legend legend he was like you see video and it's from like the 70s or something and like 70s i can't remember what 60s or 70 but he's a he's a, run, he's a receiver and like he moves down the field fast. It looks like a bad special effect. Like he's uh, moving so fast. Like no I'm one else can touch Brown. him. Yeah. You ever yeah, watch exactly. Jim Brown? Yeah. It's insane. And like but he, he Marcus Dupree, That's that's what it was. That's oh, wow. right. Um, <laughs> good job. very good. Very, very good. good job. Um and he got hurt. He got badly hurt in his I think his first semester in college or something mm-hmm. and ended up not being able to play or like, in college or he never made it to the pros, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they go find all these guys, and like, and he's, he's, you know, he's in his forties or something now, and he drives a tractor is basically yeah. his job, and it's just, you know, and he just, ha- they interview him, and he's doing all right, but it's like you can tell this is a man who had what to completely have been? Re- what he could be, and at the end, they you know, they, they did all this research and found all this old footage of him from from high school performing, and they show at the very end of the thing, they show it to him, and he's like, oh, I haven't seen this in forever, cry? and no, he, d- he doesn't really, but you just you see him, it's he's, you can see he's he's looking at someone else uh-huh. like he's it's like that but he's like that was me like somewhere there's there's a there's another timeline where he was he was gonna be you know he was he the, one yeah. of the he was he's was a household name those you know, documentaries are great and it's 30 it's, it's just crushing like sports, and it just it just ends with him the last shot is just him watching going like wow yeah like the, that's and me. it's just heartbreaking yeah. it's just
0: yeah. those it, are really good like even if you don't like sports 30 for 30s give them
1: a watch yeah because it's like as ridiculous as it can seem to that sometimes as like sports or people's lives mm-hmm. sometimes that 30 for 30 drives home in a very different way that they're their lives, and you forget what these people what these guys and women are putting They've on the line through. every yeah. time they go out there and every time they push themselves to that limit
0: that's the part about sports that a lot of people who've never played sports or don't enjoy sports don't get mm-hmm. is what happens when you don't see them on TV. Yeah. How hard you have to work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's grueling. And it's like, you know, people are like, ah, these athletes, how do they make all this money? It's like, bro, if you went to college full-time and did what these people were doing on the side, it's insane. Like, when mm-hmm. I went to Temple, like, the basketball was a big deal there back when John Chaney was a coach. And the basketball players there, like, they had to be at practice at 7 in the morning. yeah, And they were there for three hours. They'd do class all day. And then they had night practice and then they had to go to the gym that night and lift weight like it's they sacrifice so much that you don't realize people who excel at sports it's just a truth yeah so. and
1: like it, it, it's universal too like I, when i was in college like i think my sophomore year like we, we had like these dorms that were like we had like a double and a single and then on the other side of the bathroom was another double and a single we shared the same bathroom and the guys mm-hmm. in the double across from me uh they were both lacrosse players and they like say they get up at 6 a.m. every day and go out in the fucking cold and rain mm. and, and freezing grass and play and they come back all beaten up and all that. And one time we were sitting around playing NFL Game Day. That was when we almost f- failed our finals because we were playing <laughs> NFL Game Day tournament all that uh, for like a whole week. And I and I asked him like like why do you do like it's lacrosse? Yeah. Like why are you doing that to yourself for something that's never He's like I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. And I was like wow like that yeah. and that stuck with me for like, it's you know but that was. A quarter century ago, and I still yeah. remember him saying that. Yeah, the two things I remember that guy saying is that. And one time during the during NFL game day, he just turns to me and goes he goes he goes All right, two cannibals are sitting around eating a clown, and one of them just says, "But something tastes funny to you." And like the joke isn't funny, but for whatever reason, the way he just turned to me out of nowhere and says, all right, two cannibals are sitting <laughs> around eating a clown. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, that was what I laughed at. It yeah, yeah. was just like the last thing I expected was that, this, joke. And that casual delivery. Yeah, of that. Yeah.
2: He's
1: yeah. like, you're laughing. You know, how come you laugh before the joke was over? I'm like, because that wasn't the funny part. Was- <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, there you go. That's MLB The Show 23. As usual, I don't like to spend a ton of time on sports games on Game Face. I totally get that a lot of you guys aren't into it. Uh, but I think MLB The Show 23 is an exception that you guys should have on your radar. So there you go.
1: Everybody's talking about the best 30 for 30s now, No. and it is true. It, it very good. I remember where this was when that happened. Feeling, yeah, I, I get that. Um, I still remember where I was when uh, I saw Gibson hit the you know win it for the Dodgers that time. I was that was in, my dad was in my room watching that baseball game, and it, there was a certain point where I was like looked up from whatever I was doing, and I was just like watching that, and like, yeah, and he and that happened, and he was like. He's like, you just saw history. Yeah. You saw something you're never going to see again. And that re- He's like, right.
0: That replay, yeah. still seminal. Yeah. used all the time. And I
1: like lo- that uh, same thing. I love, I can't remember what date it was, but there's the one episode that's just about the day OJ went on his run and like five other things happened that day. In right, June, right, yeah. You know, uh, in 94 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> what a great, great series. Yeah. You guys should watch it if you can.
0: Um, all right. We got to get back to video games here because it's time for. It's time for Name That Game, people, which is a little game that we play here on Game Face, where I show you five screenshots. And, oh, wait, Matt, where? Oh, there it is. Where I show you five screenshots, and you try to guess the name of the game. Oh. You
1: gotta pick the, uh, Oh, I gotta pick the duration.
0: Okay, got it. Or not. It won't let me. Hmm. That's weird. Trying to put it on slow mode. I don't know. It won't
1: let me. That is odd. Uh, it's there, but <laughs> it won't do it. Are you not a mod in your own chat? It may be. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to play
0: without it today. Yeah. We have to just play it on normal mode, which means all bets are off and it's going to be insane. <laughs> Justin Horn, we ain't slowing down for nothing. And there's Body Harvest from Emperor Dread. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, name that game. I show you guys five screenshots. You try to nest- guess the name of the game before Matt Kyle here. Matt's really good, he knows his stuff. You're going to need some luck to beat him. Um, the screenshots become progressively more obvious as we go. It gets easier as we go. If you can guess it on the first screenshot, which you guys do all the damn time, you are amazing. Um, a couple things before we get going. I don't have to worry about slow mode anymore. You can actually spam the chat if you want with as many guesses as you want. Normally, we put it on slow mode so you only have one guess every 60 seconds. Today, we're just letting it all hang out. We're going to go crazy. I think you may be right. I think I may not be a mod on our own channel. Yeah, I think you
1: might need to figure that out. (laughs) That's
0: hilarious. Um, so anyway... Uh so one thing is slow mode's not a big deal this time. The other thing is if you've already won this this year, do not play. If you've already won and if you win you get a free game. The other thing I would say too is if you're not a PC gamer, don't play because all the codes are for PC. Now if you want to take the code that you won and give it to a friend, totally cool with that. That it's your code, you've won it, you can do whatever the heck you want with it. I'm just saying if you can't think of anything to do with it, don't take it from somebody who will use it and who will play it, or we'll give it away to somebody who will want to play it. So that's the rules. It's very simple. Five images. Try to guess the name of the game. Beat this guy. That's all there is to it. And with that, here is the first image for today's game. Beer pong, no. (laughs) Scorn, no.
1: No green in scorn. (laughs)
0: emperor dread got it already actually a lot of people got it already but emperor dread got it in first it's okami i knew you guys were gonna get this on the first one today because there's no other game that looks like it but i wanted to use it as the game um so there's the first screenshot here's the second one Mm -hmm. here's the third one here's the fourth one And then here's the fifth one. And I put a little bit of the dog there in the bottom left. That one would have definitely given it away, though. Mm. But this this is a hard game to disguise for a name that game, but I just wanted to use it. So, Emperor Dread, congratulations. Here's your round of applause.
1: Yeah, I would have known the second one. I didn't know the first one. Yeah.
0: There's no other game that's watercolor.
1: That's and I tried really... to, like, look at screenshots where it wouldn't look like a watercolor, and it's you can't find one. No, there are, some, there are some games that tried to do the same thing, but none of them quite look like that. I mean, it literally looks just like watercolor. It's really amazing what they
0: did with the art style in this game. But I've wanted to use this game for a long time. I didn't know if I'd be able to make it work, and as it turns out, I could not. So, <laughs> that's okay, though. It's all right if you guys get in on the first every once in a while. Congrats, Emperor Dread. And honestly, congrats to a bunch of you guys, because... Like six or seven of you knew it was Okami like right away, um, yeah. You can see Emperor Dread here was first, and then a bunch of jerks comes in. Justin Horman comes in, uh, so we had three who knew what it was, and Gohan Rage comes in really late with uh, with Okami. So congratulations! Here's one more round of applause, Emperor Dread.
1: been so long. Mm-hmm.
0: It is one of those games that you think is nowhere near as long as it really is. Yeah. <laughs> it like, you could forever. have just
1: ended after that first confrontation with, uh, with what's his name, Orochi. Yeah, yeah. And everyone would have been fine. Okay, and then that's it goes cool. And then it goes on for another, like, 25 <laughs> yeah, hours. It's really it's nuts. Like...
0: Yeah. Um, if you haven't played Okami, by the way, it's an amazing game. You should give it yeah. a play. Can and be, you can probably
1: get it really cheap now. going to be time for another remaster of that. That's yeah. true.
0: <laughs> the clock isn't ticking, Matt. Uh, okay um look we have a little bit of time actually we don't have that much time we have enough time to ask answer one question from you guys um zed saber i love you bro but i don't if we're only gonna answer one question
1: yours is too niche
0: do any of you guys have another question for us to answer If so, we'll
1: answer it, but... I don't even have an answer for that question.
0: Yeah, I don't even have the answer either. It's a really niche one. Here we go. From Mike's Q. What's up, man? How you doing? hope you're good. A fellow Central Pennsylvanian. He lives in uh, Lancaster, and I'm from a town called Carlisle, which is about 45 minutes away, roughly, uh, from Lancaster. He lives where all the Amish are, Um, although there are Amish and Mennonites pretty much all the way through Pennsylvania, but obviously a huge conglomeration of them there in the Lancaster area. Um, And his question is... Do you think they should give Keanu Reeves another video game shot and do a John Wick game? Yes. absolutely. freaking they should make a John Wick game. Like, it is, I don't, how is there not already, like, a real John Wick game? There is one, but it's this weird, like, right, that strategy indie, thing. like, it, it didn't do the IP justice is the problem. Um, there, so, to me, there hasn't really been a good John Wick game. Absolutely. Like the gun core, I don't you know. Do that. I mean, you have to do like a Max be, Payne man, thing, the animation and stuff in it would be so. It interesting. would
1: need to be a triple A like full on thing, and just nobody wants to do that. I wonder why though. They probably don't think there's enough. They probably don't don't think it would sell well enough mm-hmm. to to make up for that. And you have to involve Keanu, and he's not cheap, and all. You know, that's a that's a big project. Mm -hmm. that might happen after the john wick movies are kind of done maybe to do like the whole maybe the whole story in one big game i mean the truth
0: is matt you could do the whole story in one game because there isn't much of a story true
1: but like (laughs) that's one of the things in the new one is like they combined four and five into one movie because they didn't think they were gonna get to do a five but now it looks like they will do a five so they have to come up with a six which is actually the fifth again i could have told them the movie was gonna do great it's too long. Is it too long? It's Like three hours. That's too long.
0: Because <laughs> those movies are really just one gun battle after another, like strung together yeah. with. It's kind of like. Well, this one Breath is the wild. Well, On this one is things
1: like, oh, we're going to do this. thing. okay, we're going to fight our way up the stairs. Oh no, he fell back down the stairs. He has to do it again because we had another bunch of ideas for how he could fight up the stairwell, and we're going to use all of them because we don't think we're going to do this again. So it's like, yeah. it's like, it's weird. It's yeah. it's it's everything's about twice as long as it should be, and <laughs> and it's everything's cool. Like they're all doing amazing things, but you're like. Oh, is still going it's like it is like a video game level it's like you know it's like how like it's really cool to fight your way up those stairs in ninja Gaiden 2 but if you had to watch that in a movie it'd be like okay get on with right, it what is right. this the raid yeah, Come on, on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it's it's weird it's it's
0: yeah. <laughs> um i you guys are asking more questions but we're out of time unfortunately um yeah. eric oh, Tetris- is asking do i listen to mark madden i do he i do i don't like it like i don't like him personally he says some things that really drive me freaking crazy um, Justin Horman, quick question: Rate an album, Paul's Boutique, ten out of ten. Best sophomore album ever made. Easily the best Beastie Boys album. Top five hip hop albums of all time.
1: And the Legacy's asking about the Tetris movie. I wanted to forgot to bring that up when we we're talking about um, uh, the Mario movie um, about the critics, the professional critics. One of the guys who who wrote a review of the Tetris movie uh, confessed in at the, be- at the beginning of the review in a little note that. He had never heard of Tetris before this movie, <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's our age. Like he's like our age. I'm like, and it's not like, look, you don't. Not everybody has to be in video games. Impossible. But but like, how do you live forty some years on this earth over the last forty some years? And how do you and work in pop? Like you're you're a film critic. You literally work in pop culture and arts and entertainment. How, I don't even know how I managed to avoid to, to know what Tetris is. I like I don't—that's astounding is. to me. Like there's like a, there's like ten things in video games. I assume everybody who has been alive since like the '80s knows, and it's like Tetris, Mario, Sonic, Doom, Pong, Pac Man, Donkey Kong. Like there's there's some basics, right? Yeah. And it's just not him to, to not know Tetris. He gave it a positive review. He's like, "This is a very interesting story," but it's like, yeah. what? Like, how do you not know what that is? Crazy. It's like, right. it's like, I mean, I don't know anything about football, but I sure as hell know who, like, Joe Montana was. Right, right. Yep.
0: All right, well, we're out of here for Game Phase 337. If you're listening to this on any of the podcast services or you're watching it on YouTube, please head to patreon.com sifted, S-I-F-T-D without the E, and give us a pledge. It's the only way we're going to survive. That's where we get all our money from. You can also help us out. With Twitch Prime, you technically give us a free two hundred and fifty, but we end up getting like a dollar twenty-five. It's so weird that Twitch takes a dollar twenty-five from Amazon. They're the same company, Hmm. but they take half of the money.
1: So that's how that all works. I mean, you remember back? I mean, I guess you don't because you weren't there. But when we moved into the e-building, we had to start paying the editing, the the editors through the show budget. Right. Even though we're all the same company. Company. Yeah.
0: That's what's happening here. So we get half of what you do for Twitch Prime. We still appreciate it. And please don't stop doing that. We need it. Um, but the best thing you can do is to head to patreon.com sifted and give us a pledge. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, before we go, most importantly, more important than any of that is that you support our sponsor because our sponsor really makes a big difference for us in our bottom line. And how our sponsors keep coming back is if you support our sponsor. So head to creamls.com, pick up a bottle of LS Cream or 10, buy some for your friends, buy some, have a party, put some bottles out, people will come up to you and be like, where in the hell did you get this liquor? It's so amazing. Um, Again, created by a sifter, created by a gamer, support us instead of supporting them. Let's keep it in the family if we can. Um, With that, I think we're ready to get up out of here, Matt. We'll be back next week to discuss the Mario Brothers movie, and I really hope that all these people are wrong. (laughs) I hope it's better than I'm thinking right now. But we'll see. We'll also have a couple big games to talk with you guys next week. And as always, we'll be here next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Thanks again to everyone in the chat who showed up. You guys make the show better every single week. So we'll see you next Tuesday. Game Face is up and out.